Hare Krishna, welcome to this episode 9 of AM AM, Ask Me Anything Mondays. So, in we do this every two weeks, every two weeks on a Monday. And in this session, in these sessions, we answer your questions based on Srila Prabhupada's books and the Vedic evidence. Hare Krishna. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Ajnanati Mirandhasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Melitam Yenatasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Sthapitam Yenabhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamahyam Dadatisvapadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutapadakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathan Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Vitamscha He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dinabandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrinda Vaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vancha Kalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namon Namaha Nama Om Vishnupadaya Krishna Prashthaya Bhutale Shrimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminitinamine Namaste Saraswati Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare so welcome to this <coughs> episode 9 of AM AM, Ask Me Anything Mondays. And in these sessions, we try to answer your questions based on Srila Prabhupada's books. Alright, so let's get into the questions. Hmm. Okay, the first question is, I can't put it on the screen, this particular question. Because it's in a form of an image. If it's a text, then I could have put it. So anyway, I will read out the question first. Um, if a person who is studying in a college is eager to join in the Krishna Consciousness Society, can he leave the college in the middle and join? Or he must complete his studies and join? And I like to mention since that person wants to join in the middle of his Academics, he can feel that it may bring the bad name to the society or some negativity may be. Kindly clarify, Prabhuji. <laughs> this was, I think, by who? Somebody called Krishna Chaitanya, <clears throat> who actually sent us an email about a few days ago. So, should a person join the movement, leaving his college, or should he wait and complete his graduation and then join <laughs> it's an interesting question controversial uh, 
So let's talk about the scriptural point of view and then let's talk about the practical point of view. I mean it's not that scriptures are not practical, they are very practical, but we are dealing with a system of civilization that is <clears throat> aligned in a demoniac way. So according to the Shastras, the rules may be one, but in the modern legal context, in the modern societal context, sometimes, you know, they <laughs> the modern civilization has no regard for the scriptures. So first thing first, what do the scriptures say? Actually, the scriptures say that the university or the school that is currently existing in the education system, it's not at all um, authorized. It's a totally unauthorized system of education that does not give us even perfect material knowledge. And to add to that, there is absolutely no spiritual knowledge. And even the material knowledge that they are learning is not perfect. So this education system is entirely flawed. From the spiritual point of view, it's entirely flawed. The actual education system is the Gurukul system, the Vedic Gurukul system. But the Vedic system was abused by the so-called Brahmanas, which resulted in its abolishment from the entire society. So, replacing that was this British system of education that was introduced in India and pretty much that has been the norm now all over the world. And the whole education system is based on just material, um, learning some material things and that too in an imperfect way according to what the scientists say and according to our experimentation and that. So first of all, that whole system is flawed because there is no God consciousness. Whereas the Vedic Gurukul system is so perfect that the, ch the child from the very tender age of five years old, he is sent to the Gurukul and he learns about Krishna, the Supreme Personality of Godhead and he also learns about all the things in the world but in relation with God not separately or independent or in isolation from God. He learns it in connection with God. So it's not that uh, our Vedic system does not have, you know, brilliant science and all that. In fact, Vedic science is far more brilliant than the modern science. The yogis, they could do far, far superior things than the, what the modern scientists can achieve. But it's not about just um, whether we can do it but also there were systems in place um, who should do it for example now you know broadcast over television or over the internet like now what we are doing as a live stream like this big big events are broadcasted like sports matches and you know big big events previously not everybody had access to such facility but a select few, like Sanjaya, he, he could have that facility of receiving the broadcast, live broadcast from Kurukshetra. <laughs> the war was going on and by Vyasadev's mercy, he could see the live broadcast from Kurukshetra and he could narrate it to Dhritarashtra. Live commentary he was giving. 
so this is unheard of in our you know present context but they do have the broadcast with the radio waves and all this you know television signals and internet and all this so now everybody can do it but it it may seem like a better thing you know oh that time only one person could do it now millions can do it no but the thing is the subject matter because the millions of people they are usually not spiritually inclined so they will use that same power for watching something which is not spiritual whereas sanjaya saw krishna and whole kurukshetra war and bhagavad gita so the purpose was totally different so qualified people were given such power now every unqualified rascal is given such power and he misuses Uh, so therefore there is reason why even oh only few people could do it with extraordinary powers that is actually good hmm. so anyway that's a digression now the question is should the person leave the university and you know join or he must wait now <clears throat> first of all as i said the whole system is flawed anyway whether you leave it halfway or the, go the entire way but given the present circumstances maybe in the middle of the university then one is introduced to the krishna consciousness movement and if you want to join by right you should actually leave everything else and join right because this is actual university this is where you will really get um, your life will really become successful and you can help others also because once you join once you join up then you can make your life successful and then you can preach and then make others life successful big big doctors big big people big big engineers big big scientists their lives are depressed so they require spiritual knowledge everybody requires spiritual knowledge nothing else will save so actually this is the prime importance of prime importance we don't even know whether we will last until the graduation what if i die before graduation so if i wait for graduation and then join you know what may happen and even if i did stay alive time is wasted in fruitless um, endeavor in learning for this graduation but having said that the modern laws have been created in such a way that if one if a student in fact when prabhupada's time many devotees left universities and joined the movement and the parents could do nothing i mean they they tried sometimes they tried to file a class action lawsuit against iskon in in um, in the 1970s they lost the case um but iskon i mean iskon won the case the, the the parents they lost the case but the thing is this now the laws are much tighter and if a person gives up university sometimes in some countries um the parents may take up a case against the movement you know and depending on the country the judgment will be different so sometimes if the parents are agreeable that's fine like for example sundargopal prabhu's son he did not even finish his secondary school mahaprabhu so he did not finish his secondary school as well uh, but his father said all right finish give up actually he himself said that he doesn't want to study anymore and he wants to join full time and the father said yes good that's the best and that's it done so that is one way 
when the father is so cooperative when the parents are cooperative but then when the parents are not then probably you have to go through the you have to bite your tongue and then go through the whole um, you know university process and after that you can decide again it's not going to be smooth nothing is going to be smooth the test will be there the test of attachment so when we are breaking that bonds of attachment because when we are choosing not to listen to the parents in order to join the movement sometimes it takes <laughs> it takes us to do that not every time yes it is said we have to obey our parents and all that but the parents have to obey the supreme personality of godhead then obeying the parents will make sense what if the parents don't obey the supreme personality of god we have classic example of uh, prahlad bhakta prahlad his father was not in obedience of the supreme personality of godhead and what did prahlad do he just was defiant he did not adhere to his father's instructions of giving up the worship of vishnu and chanting his mantra instead he did not listen to that he did not vehemently protest but he just did not listen to him <laughs> just for that he was attempted to be killed by his own father so such are the ways of demoniac people and such demoniac people may sometimes come in the form of family members sometimes in the form of friends sometimes in the form of you know relatives or whatever so we are not here saying that oh come on everybody fight with your family no not at all if the whole family if everybody becomes devotees and they understand the importance and they give their children to krishna consciousness movement that is ideal in fact i am telling you even many devotees would not agree to their children being given to the movement full time they don't they are still attached like the classic example is raghunath das goswami among the six goswamis the direct disciples of chaitanya mahaprabhu raghunath das goswami's father was a vaishnav he was always serving the vaishnavas always having you know um, feeding the vaishnavas <coughs> very very wealthy man <laughs> but when his own son became vaishnava <laughs> he tried he employed so many bodyguards dozens of bodyguards to you know not to save him his wealth not to save his son from thieves no but to make sure that his son doesn't go away they are not there to catch thieves you know they are there to catch his own son from running away from the movement because he he just did not care raghunadas goswami did not even care for his father's wealth or he, they brought, they got him married to a very very beautiful girl very extremely beautiful girl he was not interested he was sleeping outside in the veranda of the house just waiting when you know there will be an opportunity to run to chaitanya mahaprabhu and finish sanyas so <laughs> so these things are there and it may sound like oh that's not being responsible you know he's family man and you know he how can he run away like that that's not a proper example well what is a proper example what is a proper example to be just rot in this material world so when the see when the acharyas do that and when great devotees they do that morally it may sound oh not so you know nice but because it's for a transcendental cause we cannot judge it on the material on the lower um level of judgment for example when a soldier dies for his country we cannot condemn the soldier saying oh he neglected his family he had two young children does does anybody ever say that when a soldier gives his life for the country 
does anybody say that oh he is so irresponsible he he knew he has a young wife and he knew he has two young children and one of them is just a few months old and he went to the border and you know fought for the country what is this you know he should have been more responsible towards his family does have does anybody ever say that they say oh uh, such a great such a valiant soldier you know he has sacrificed his family for the country and this and that and he's a big martyr and then why why does the devotees get all the flack when they give their lives up for not just the country but for the whole world bhutva deena ganesha kau karunaya kau pina kanthashrita the six goswamis they gave their life for what they gave up their chatva torna masesha mandalapati shrenim sada tuchavat tuchavat means as if they were like insignificant things they gave up and they what did they give up their established positions as great government officers huge personalities in the society big shots they were absolute big shots and they gave up all that and then became mendicants now that sounds very oh he has given up his responsibility you know this is become become a you know uh, a nobody wasted his life became crazy materialists will put all these labels but they gave their life for the biggest cause if country is bigger than a family and if we can recognize that why can't we recognize that god who is the owner of not only all countries but all planets and all universes and all the whole material world and the spiritual world aham sarvasya prabhavo matta sarvam pravartate and if we give our lives for him why is it why should it why should that be condemned this is absolute rubbish a yeah, rubbish behavior by so called materialists they don't understand so sometimes you try to make them understand you can tell them until you die but they will never listen so leave the whole place and come out eventually they may understand or may not understand but we cannot waste our life on somebody else's terms now let's leave about um, krishna consciousness sometimes the boy or a girl leaves the family just because you know he wants to marry someone now the boy wants to marry a girl or the girl wants to marry a boy the family doesn't agree and then they leave the family and then go and um, you know marry themselves so then they say oh that is the you know victory of love and uh, all, all kind of you know nonsense and what about what about when when we're giving for the lord when i'm giving our life for the lord and the lord is our actual mother and father don't forget that this mother and father is for this body huh last life we had another set of mother and father before that another set of mother and father janme janme sab pita mata pai actually the real verse you know is like you know like yeah something little bit slightly different very nice verse janme janme sab pita mata pai guru krishna nahi me bhaj hari hai so guru and krishna we cannot get every moment every every life but every life we will get father and mother even we are you know worm in the stool we will have father and mother so mother and father is we have to be respect we have to respect them you know i'm not saying we should not but they also should do their duty like prahlad maharaj did he respect his father yes because he saw his father also as a servant of krishna he respected him he was he never you know chastised him or something he always spoke with respect but at the same time he did not obey him because the father was not doing they always say oh as a son you must do your duty or as a father you must do your duty also na where is that where is the duty of the father 
first you do your duty and then show example and then i as a, i as a son will follow my duty so if if some some duty chain is broken there hmm, then if i follow the wrong person how does that con- count as duty that's not duty hmm? so i must set it right so especially when one has the knowledge from the guru he knows what is right and what is wrong hmm. and based on that we have to act so coming back to the question should i should we leave the university or wait until the graduation well you see we you weigh your pros and cons sometimes you finish your university and then join up it's lesser of a legal problem because nowadays it's you know the, the legal system is like that or you or you the the what is that the movement has you know forced the son to give up their education they say all these things so because of these stupid laws they don't understand what is actually important what is wrong and what is not so you know to to kind of um you know play by the system we have to finish that education we we might have might have to finish that education and then join after that they will not have anything to say i mean they can say whatever they want but then the child is already a major is 21 years old and plus so he can make his own decisions if it goes against the family's decision what can be done what can be done before that they may say oh he is a minor you know they are influencing him they are brainwashing him they may say whatever they want but after a major he can do whatever he wants i mean what about the education being brainwashing the child from the young age telling him nothing about god what is that that is not brainwashing so yeah if it is possible if it is you know if the parents they will not go until the legal thing you can you know give up halfway through the university but you know to play by the rules you may give up after the university after university instead of working you join the movement that is also fine i think the way the society is changing i think the more prudent advice would be wait until the university is finished and then join because mostly everywhere in all countries that is be- becoming the norm now so otherwise it will become a legal issue so well that is the case <laughs> all right that was a long kind of answer but we have to understand the perspective we have to understand what is correct and what is wrong first before we even you know know what to do we have to understand what is correct what is wrong and we also have to understand the current uh, system in place and then act accordingly otherwise sometimes it will disrupt you know the situation next question this is by this is by bhakta subramanian okay let me put the question on the screen prabhu how important is deity worship as compared to harinam sankirtan in our krishna consciousness movement so actually his uh, both are important deity worship and harinam sankirtan but of the two the harinam sankirtan is even more important and the deity worship <clears throat> has to supplement that 
but because of our conditioned nature the deity worship is also important but if there if we have to give up one for the other then we have to give up deity worship for the harinam sankirtan sometimes in some temples there may not be full so many brahmanas who do the deity worship whole day so one person has to do if one person has to do the whole thing then he cannot go out and you know preach book distribution or harinam sankirtan our movement is preaching movement so the harinam sankirtan is more important than deity worship but we should work uh, our way to the point where both are possible together it's not that oh harinam sankirtan is more more important deity worship is not so important okay just just give up the whole thing just do harinam sankirtan so because that is more important although prabhupad said that but he also ensured that deity worship is also established why of course we have to have sufficient number of you know devotees to cook and to do the offerings to do the aartis everything to dress the deities we have to have sufficient number of pujaris to do it so preaching harinam sankirtan means what preaching and when we preach we have to make devotees and once they once devotees come and join and become more in number then we can start to establish the deity worship program we have to work towards that because without deity worship the cleanliness the regular what is that um what is that regulative uh, life will not be possible because of our condition nature so that's why there is initiation that's why there is a sacred thread ceremony all this is explained in the chaitanya charitamrita madhyalila 15 chapter verse 108 i think so although harinam is you know enough but still diksha is uh, recommended by the acharyas and the process of deity worship is recommended by the acharyas especially our uh, sarupa goswami and sanatan goswami for this reason because the conditioned souls although the holy name is sufficient to deliver us we have to chant it offenselessly but if we chant offensively our progress will not be very much so to assist our progress the deity worship is also there in fact there is um, seventh canto 15th chapter i guess it is said that um i think 14th or 15th chapter maybe 14th chapter let me see when the brahmanas they the not so advanced brahmanas when they started you know committing offenses the acharyas introduced deity worship wait one second let me just try to take that out um somewhere in this chapter i think before this Somewhere here it is stated. Maybe one of you can help me out with the exact reference that when there was um, what is that friction in the dealing among brahmanas when they were committing offences in the beginning of treta and end of treta yuga or something like that. Then the acharya, the, the great sages, they established the deity worship. 
Um, let me just. Yes, here, seven fourteen thirty nine. Drishtva tesham mitho niranam avagyanatmana, sorry, avagyanatmatam rupa treta dishuhare archa kriya yaika vibhikrita. My dear king, when the great sages and saintly persons saw mutually disrespectful dealings at the beginning of Treta Yuga, deity worship in the temple was introduced with all paraphernalia. So, the only way that they can be saved is by this deity worship, if they do it prolongedly. Of course, if they keep on doing deity worship and then still keep on blaspheming the Brahmanas and you know, Vaishnavas, they will never progress. That's what is stated in the next one. Tator Chayam Harim Kechit Samshraddhaya Sapariyaya Upasata Upastapi Narthada Purushadvisham Sometimes a neophyte devotee offers all the paraphernalia for worshipping the Lord. And he factually worships the Lord as a deity. But because he is envious of the authorized devotees of Lord Vishnu, the Lord is never satisfi- satisfied with his devotional service. So to diffuse the situation between the Brahmanas and you know Vaishnavas, who are not very high grade of course, who were you know, having disrespectful dealings among themselves, they introduced the Acharyas, they introduced the deity worship. So keep them busy first and have some, develop some respect for the Lord, respect for the spiritual master. And then, you know, also regularizing our time, our life. Because deity worship means, for example, Mangalarti. Mangalarti is also part of deity worship. If there is no deity worship, there is no Mangalarti and everybody just sleeps. And then there is no, um, what is that? Punctuality, there is no, um, our life doesn't become regularized. We just wake up anytime we want, we do anything we want. There is no timing, there is no structure in our life. So deity worship brings that back brings that into the uh, life of the progressing devotee. So that's why it is very important. So even though Harinam Sankirtan is more important, at least the basic minimum aspect of deity worship should be maintained, like Mangalarti should be followed and then the morning program should be followed. But after that, if there is not sufficient men, yes, the more importance should be given to Harinam Sankirtan rather than the temple worship. But then as the devotees become more and more, then again the deity worship has to be opulently established opulently the word is that's why Prabhupada um, you know um, started this Rathyatra Rathyatra what is that that is deity worship a part of deity worship is to organize big big festivals and that becomes in tune with Harinam Sankirtan so the deity worship and Harinam Sankirtan are together in in such festivals so there is opulent like Janmashtami it's a deity worship program but then because of that many people will come to the temple and then there can be Kirtan and they can be introduced to the Kirtan. They can be So, <laughs> Prabhupada mentioned one Bengali proverb that it is better to stay in one place and earn 14 rupees than by traveling the whole day and earning 13 rupees. So, that is more, you know. So, you know, <laughs> that means we have to create um, festivals. So, festivals are places where people will come to us. Harinam Sankirtan means we will go out to the people. They are not interested to come to the temple, they are doing about, you know, going about doing their own things. And we go and intercept their passageway. And then we chant Hare Krishna and let the Harinam go into their ear. Maybe promote a book, sell a book to them. This is the thing, Harinam Sankirtan. And 
by organizing festivals people will come like rathyatra if we do if there is a grand you know chariot and everybody is singing and dancing with flags and festoons and everything why such an attractive site and especially if you give nice prasadam as well along with that oh you know who who doesn't like to come there and free of charge you know everything so everybody will like so you know they can always and they're always welcome and they will come and they will come they will be attracted so that is harinam sankirtan through deity worship so for that you have to have deities you have to have all these things right so the point is yes start off with harinam sankirtan and do a minimum minimum deity worship program and then eventually as it increases the number of devotees increase establish a deity worship with full opulence i mean not immediately progressively come to the point of full opulence i mean or in deity worship and do it as opulently as possible so that more and more people become attracted to that when they come and see the deity wow they they appreciate the beauty of the lord and for that they will keep coming back and that's good for them and when they come back they will listen they will then the devotees will say oh nice you are coming you know every day come take prasadam and while taking prasadam you know they will talk to them you know some you know messages from bhagavad gita and then invite them to the programs and in that way uh, introduce them to the chanting and everything starts so when they come to the deity and then eventually all the other things get opened up for that person so that way um we should never think that there are two separate silos deity worship and harinam sankirtan it's all together it's all for preaching we cannot do deity worship like in those days where it's very very opulent it was done like you know those big big temples in india especially south india you will see huge temples sri rangam you know all these temples huge you require thousands of people to maintain deity worship there every day so we not we may not be able to do all that but to the extent possible we have to do hmm. <clears throat> next question by bhakta subramanyam again one second next question uh by bhakta subramanyan how can we understand if we have achieved the stage of namabhas from namaparad stage whoa i am not qualified to speak on the subject because i am completely namaparadi so how will we know so just like when you eat you will know whether your hunger is gone whether you are satisfied and whether you are too full everything you will know So similarly, nama bhas means there is no distraction from the holy name. Our mind does not get become distracted. So now our mind is distracted, you know, like in all directions. So that is nama parad stage. So when we are nama bhas without any offences, then one can do kirtaniya sada harihi. That is possible by trinada pisunichena, tarora pisahishnuna, amanina manadena. then kirtaniya sada harihim these four things must be done humbler than the blade of grass more tolerant than the tree giving all respect to others expecting no respect from them <clears throat> we may sometimes give respect but we expect respect back again that means we not we are still far away in fact that is very hard to give up there is a subtle desire of always wanting to get respect 
so that has to be combated and that will come if we sincerely chant the holy name and then if we pray to the lord please save me from this, all these pitfalls you know when we're chanting hari krishna that's why it is good for vaishnavas to uh, read prabhupada's books and study the songs of acharyas like bhaktivinoda thakur narottam das thakur try to understand their mood of course we cannot understand the level of their mood like all their internal you know ecstatic ecstatic um, you know emotions but we can understand how they are expressing themselves as the most fallen sometimes we think we are like super big time devotees you know <laughs> it's like you know see how many people i have made you see how much what i did and this and that and, and everything we get we get too caught up in every small thing you know and we think we oh, see what a great thing i'm doing so easy easy for us to and especially when devotees praise us devotees will always praise they will always see the good side in everybody right and of course sometimes senior devotees will also chastise that's also for our own good but devotees usually by way by way of their um, <coughs> disposition they will always see the good things in other people and they will praise but then the praise can quickly get into our head also and we start to believe yes actually you see i am without me the temple cannot run actually i am the most important person in this temple finish that's when we will be made into the worm in the stool the most important worm in the stool <laughs> so we have to be very careful <clears throat> so all these pitfalls all this anartha anarthas must be given up so we have to study these lives of the great acharya if we if we start reading bhagavatam if we start reading chaitanya charitamrita and if we you know read this vaishnava songs by narottam das thakur bhaktivinoda thakur you see those songs are actually expansions of the mahamantra they are the different moods of chanting the mahamantra how humbly they are putting themselves bhaktivinoda thakur narottam das thakur those moods must be imbibed at least we cannot completely live those moods at this uh, offensive stage but at least we can understand what is the you know standard of chanting sometimes i think i think you know what i have i think come to the nama bhas stage already you know i think i think already 10 12 years how can still i be how can i still be in nama bhas stage i think i'm already in the nama bhas stage huh? <laughs> so <laughs> that's not how we calculate we need to understand what is my mindset if i am thinking i am on nama bhas stage now you know i think i'm closing i'm just about on the edge on the border of shuddha nam and that means finish we are like way below <laughs> it's like worst of the nama bhas stage if we are thinking like that so big pride and you know ballooned pride so that's why we have to always constantly be in touch with the philosophy that's why hearing is very very important reading shri prabhupada's books and then every time he will say you are not the body you are not the body then if you actually start reflecting yeah actually i'm thinking still thinking i'm the body i'm always looking in the mirror and you know i am always attached to my family attached to my body attached to my this thing so yeah actually where where is my advancement so uh, so <clears throat> in that way we have to check ourselves uh, the more we think that we are not qualified the more we become qualified genuinely we have to think we are not qualified so we have to pray for the qualification we have to pray for the mercy of the uh, shri prabhupada and the devotees and chaitanya mahaprabhu krishna radharani so this is how it should be that is the whole thing hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 ram hare ram 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 hare hare 
so that is the whole meaning when we are chanting this oh radha oh krishna please engage me in your service i am sworn i am sworn to the service of maya i have given myself up to the service of maya please please take me out and engage me in your service 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 that's the repetition of the hare krishna mahamantra that's why if you see all the bhaktivinoda thakur song narutamnas thakur songs all the great great acharya songs they are all right like this oh i have i have been such a fallen soul and you know now you please pick me up you are my only shelter that is the mood of chanting hare krishna so we have to try to understand that eventually we will come no no hurry to go to namabha stage okay because yes we have to desire intensely but we also have to be patient we have to do what is necessary desiring is one thing but deserving is the other thing do we deserve by what i am doing currently do i deserve to be blessed with namabhas it, it is all a blessing we is not that with my own endeavor i am chanting namabhas now now with my own endeavor i am chanting now shuddha naam it's by the blessing of the lord by the mercy of the lord that we will be able to come to those stages so for the lord to bless us we have to please the lord and if the lord is pleased with us if he thinks that we are you know we deserve it then he will give us so do i deserve by what i am doing now do i deserve namabhas or shuddha naam i am a desire so desire should be mapped with deserve so our actions must meet our desire if i really yes prabhu i really want to uh, become a big businessman then okay then where is your action are you acting are you doing your market research are you you know investing or are you you know building a product or you know buying a product or whatever you are doing are you making any efforts just saying that i want to become a business, big businessman will not make you a big businessman right so similarly just by thinking that i will i want to i want to end this life that's it that means no more re- repeated birth and death this will be my this will be my last life i may say that i don't want to come back here anymore many people will say that i don't want to come ha- come back here but they don't but they do nothing ask them to chant <laughs> tea and coffee give up <laughs> then if i'm if i can't even give up tea and coffee how serious am i to understand these things so if i can't chant 16 rounds so these things if we are really serious then we will do anything whatever it takes hmm so we should think like that so uh, can i do whatever is necessary okay let me do let me try this let me try that. of course not in your own way take guidance from the devotees take guidance of course from shri prabhupada is the prime uh, guidance and then the devotees who follow shri prabhupada and then follow the system okay whatever is needed let me try to do whatever is best in my capacity in my situation let me do my best let me give it my best for krishna so then krishna will open doors when he sees our sincerity hmm. <clears throat> next question actually this two questions i'll just put it together um well i will not put it on the screen um one second because it's very small question so two questions are there by the same person actually this question was asked as a youtube comment in my last uh, amam session that we uploaded we did it on live on facebook but then we uploaded it on youtube and they they asked the question there in the 
comment section of the YouTube video. Uh, if you are watching this on YouTube after the fact, then please post your comments in the live notification that you get on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash skm.sg slash live, I think. You can subscribe for our, let me see if I have, yeah, that's the link. That's the link. And if you go here to this link and wait for the next announcement of the AMAM, I think it happens once every two weeks, every mon uh, second Monday or something like that. So when that comes up, then you post your question as a comment in that. If you're watching on YouTube, this is the link you have to go to. Yeah. Subscribe to our live notifications so that other than AMAM, we also do many other live streams and you can also subscribe to those. Okay, so anyway, the question is how to advance in devotion and what is devotion? Well, it sounds like a basic question, but actually, if somebody asked you that question, if you are, I, I presume that all of you are devotees, so if somebody asks you that question, how, how to advance in devotion and what is devotion, what you will say? Uh, you chant Hare Krishna, you read Prabhupada's books, right? That is correct. <laughs> but then you give him the map of what is advancement, what is actually devotion. and So first thing, what is devotion? Devotion means to devote ourselves to Krishna. So we belong, we are eternal servants of Krishna by our constitution. And that is the soul's constitutional position. But now I am engaged in something else than that. I am devoted to Maya's service. So, but I am not getting any satisfaction here. Life after life after life after life. I am being made to serve Maya. That means in the form of lust, anger, greed, envy, you know, illusion and madness. Kama, Krodha, Moha, Lobha, Madhamatsarya. So all these things I am serving. And I'm not getting any satisfaction. Life after life, I'm doing the same thing. And there's no, it's not stopping. It's not giving any satisfaction. So devotion means to give up all this nonsense and come back to my eternal occupation, which is Sanatana Dharma, which is surrender to the Supreme Lord and serving Him in love. So that is devotion, to engage ourselves in the service of the Lord. How to advance in devotion? So the first thing is to accept a spiritual master. So we learn from the spiritual master the knowledge, the signs of Krishna consciousness. And that's why we distribute books. Why? So that they can come in contact with the bona fide spiritual master. Adav Guru Ashrayam. Now the people in the, on the street, they don't know. I mean the people of this world, they do not know that they have to take shelter of the Guru. Well, I, my own experience is like that. I never knew where to go, but I was just inquisitive inside my inside my own mind. I was inquisitive when I was a teenager. And one devotee came and sold me the book, Bhagavad Gita. And that changed my life. So, Adho Gurvashrayam, we have to approach the Guru in order to answer our questions that we have. But we do not know that, right? We only knew that after we approached the Guru. We, we learned it from Prabhupada, who is our Guru. <laughs> so, we did not know it before. No, we, we met Prabhupada, right? So, similarly, we have to... What is this book distribution? So, we are giving them the chance to contact the bona fide Guru. And the person who is actually inquisitive, uh, he will take it up. Even if he is not inquisitive, 
one day the situation will come in such a way krishna will not um, you know forget that oh this person has bought a book but he has wasted 20 years 20 30 years and he did not even take up that book he did not open that book okay let me engineer a situation let me will make his life difficult for a while and then <laughs> and puts him in some you know situation where he is crying and you know he has no other recourse and then he sees the book and starts opening and then oh something happens oh wow this is so nice then he realized oh i have wasted 30 years i, I should have read this book then i should i would not have gone into all these problems so starts or sometimes he buys the book next life he will get the thing <laughs> you know so somewhere other once the start is made krishna will make take note of it he will follow up you may not follow up on that book he will follow up on you <laughs> that is krishna he is very kind so once we take one step towards him he will take nine steps towards us so um how to advance in devotion first guru so take the books start reading and associate this is called this whole chronological order of advancement in in the matter of devotion is explained by rupa goswami in the bhakta rasamrita sindhu adav shraddha you see this chaitanya charitamrita madhyalila chapter 23 verses 14 and 15 this is from bhakti rasamrita sindhu adav shraddha tata sadhu sangotha bhajana kriya tatho nartha nivritti syad tato nishtha ruchistatah athasaktis tatho tato bhavas tatah prema abhyudanchati sadhakanam ayam premnah pradurbhave bhavet kramah so first stage is that in the beginning there must be faith so in order to progress in devotion there must be faith in the beginning and then one must then one becomes interested in associating with pure devotees automatically one becomes interested in associating with similar devotees who have also faith who are more stronger than him in faith okay thereafter one is initiated by the spiritual master so as he associates with devotees they will engage him in service and enlighten him more with knowledge and you know he will buy more books of shri prabhupad and then attends attends more lectures and does more service in this way he advances more and prepares himself for initiation then he is initiated by the spiritual master um, in our case shri prabhupad and executes the regulative principles under his orders and he becomes even more serious now now he formally accepts guru and then he executes the um, mission even more seriously uh, thereafter thus one is freed from all unwanted habits anartha nivritti so slowly slowly all the unwanted habits become undone we have to undo all our bad habits and bad way of thinking and everything all our defects will one slowly but but surely become cleansed we will become cleansed of those things so it's not that yesterday i started chanting today i will be the most purest person in the whole world no you've taken up the most purest path but we will not become immediately purest because of course if we take it 100% surrender to it yes one second is enough as shri prabhupad said but how we that surrender that's the problem so we will do mistakes we will sometime commit, off- commit offenses many time not sometime many time the whole thing is offenses only 
I think uh, <laughs> there was one question that Sri Prabhupada was uh, asked by one of his disciples. He asked Prabhupada, <coughs> Prabhupada, we are chanting Hare Krishna, we are trying to, um, uh, you know, engage our lives in Krishna consciousness. But why we are sometimes in Maya? And then Prabhupada said, you are all the time in Maya. Sometimes you are Krishna conscious. <laughs> the devotee asked, why when we are Krishna conscious, sometimes we are in Maya? No, no, no. You are all the time in Maya. Sometimes you are Krishna conscious. <laughs> that is our situation now. <laughs> so, we have to come out of this anarthanivritti. We think, sometimes we think that already I am in Krishna consciousness, no? No, no. Krishna consciousness means, we think we, we are Krishna conscious only when we do not know the depth of Krishna consciousness. <clears throat> when we really know the depth of Krishna consciousness, then we know that we are barely even scratching the surface. Hmm. So, that's how we have to understand. So, we have to, we will commit offences. We will commit mistakes. And then we have to say sorry. We have to bow down to the devotee. We, have, we will do so many Vaishnava Prad, so many Dhamma Prad, so much Nama Prad, so much Seva Prad. So many we were doing. Now, you, some people say, oh, Oh, so many aparads are there. Better I don't do anything. Better I don't go to Krishna consciousness. I want to become pure myself and then, then I want to come into Krishna consciousness because I don't, I don't want to do all these aparads to the Lord or to the devotees. Well, you, you cannot do it outside by not doing it. The only way you can progress is by doing it, okay, falling like how the child. When he tries to walk, he will fall. Many times he will fall this way, fall that way. Not that he will, uh, let me give up this whole walking business, you know. And then I'll sit down whole life like this only. Like a disabled person. Yeah. Is that? <laughs> if he wants to go throw a life tra- lifelong tantrum, that's another thing. But who will do that, right? <laughs> oh, I will not I will not walk, you know. I will, that's it. I'm going to sit like a disabled person whole life. You know, on the wheelchair. So, nobody does that. So, even though we may fall, we will still try to stand up. Still try to, you know, walk. Same way, in the beginning we may fall many times, uh, but we have to still persevere. That's why it is said, Utsahan Nishchayat Dhairyat. We have to be enthusiastic, um, we have to be determined and we have to be patient. Mostly we lack is patience. We will have, yes, yes, I am enthusiastic, but for a while. I am determined, but for a while. That's what patience, that's where patience, come, patience comes in. Patience means to endure that enthusiasm, to endure, not endure the enthusiasm, <laughs> to, uh, what is that, sustain, sorry, to sustain the enthusiasm, to sustain the determination, that's where patience comes in, patience means that, that's the, you know, foundation, So because we can be inspired for a while, ah, oh, Prabhu, nice Prabhu, yes, you have said a nice point, I'm inspired. How long will that inspiration stay? Because Maya is quick to extinguish that inspiration. The fire of Krishna consciousness we are trying to ignite and Maya has, you know, oceans of water to extinguish it. Uh, whenever we are we, we, we have some fire, okay, bring the Samvartaka cloud, destroy all the, <laughs> destroy all the fire. So, this is how Maya does. <laughs> you know what is the Samvartaka cloud? Samvartaka cloud means the cloud which comes at the time of dissolution of the entire universe. That cloud is so big, so heavy with water, that the water that comes out from the cloud is so huge, like each drop is like an elephant. And then, 
everything is destroyed the whole universe is destroyed in that rain that is called a samvartaka cloud so when we have some little bit fire in our krishna consciousness you know coming up oh i am association uh, from association of devotees yes i am getting a little bit fired up the maya will come with the samvartaka cloud <laughs> extinguish it that's maya's business but we have to um, our, our we have to protect that fire <laughs> so to sustain that enthusiasm to sustain that determination we have to have patience how will become patient how to become patient prabhu next next question well injure yourself and go to the hospital then you'll become a patient no that's another patient but real patient patience means <coughs> patience means uh, we have to associate with the devotees who are patient see we develop the qualities as it is said and even in english it is said you are the average of the five people around you right so our association is is what defines us so if i associate myself with those who are patient those who are determined those who are enthusiastic those who are following the footsteps of the acharya tat tat karma pravartanat sangatyagat and if i give up the association of those who are not doing all these things then i can strengthen my uh, patience also because because sangat sanjayate kamah according to my association my desires will develop so it is not that my desire oh i cannot control my desire i cannot control my desire because i am associating with people who cannot control their desires no prabhu i am all locked down prabhu i am not associating with anybody well internet is there all the youtube is there the the, the tiktok is there the facebook is there the instagram is there that is also association what is what else is that association huh. so i have to associate and we are all associating all using all these tools right uh, so we have to associate with and what food i am eating that is one form of what food i am eating that is also association association does not mean only you know close proximity with the devotee no association means what are we engaging our senses in is my tongue engaged in glorifying krishna is my tongue engaged in eating krishna prasadam is my ear engaged in uh, hearing about krishna is my are my eyes engaged in looking at the form of krishna or reading book of prabhupad what am i doing with my senses so whatever we are doing with our senses and with our mind that is association we are associating with something we cannot uh, stay without associating right so what are we associating with whom are we associating with so if i why do I, why don't i get the desire why don't i get the, because i am associating with people who don't have the desire who don't have the enthusiasm who don't have the patience who don't have the uh, determination to become krishna conscious so if, but the same thing if i channel my association to the people who have all these things then i will perfect my i will also get those qualities why there are business conferences now even youtube there are conferences for youtubers vloggers you know there are conferences for because a youtuber usually you know is in his house you know he is all by himself so sometimes they are demotivated so they have some conferences oh where everybody all the youtubers meet and some you know successful youtubers will give some advice to the junior youtubers even in youtube i mean every field it is there whether it's tennis whether it's badminton whether it's badminton or whether it's cricket or whether it's crickets so whatever it is <laughs> soccer whatever it is business 
so there is a society there is a club there is a association for all these things not a, an association or a club thousands of these clubs thousands of these associations why because they want to be inspired they want to become determined though so they will look up to some legend in that field you know oh basketball means um, maybe michael jordan or kobe bryant um maybe in movies or maybe you know uh, i don't know shahrukh khan or something like this so they look up to this in every field there is a in cricket or the sachin tendulkar you know there is people who look up to these people because that is inspiration that is so when they see their determination ah we also become in fact bhaktivinoda thakur said that how to become determined in krishna consciousness how to become determined in chanting the holy name by associating with the people who are determined in chanting the holy name then by seeing the example of that vaishnava we'll also become inspired wow this is this is this is the real deal and we also will do so we push ourselves hmm. actually there is a psychological uh, uh, study you know what people do they don't shoot for the maximum that they can do they don't shoot for the maximum that they can achieve nobody does that what they actually do is that they will fight like hell to not fall from the standards a, a, a certain baseline standards that they have set for themselves you understand what i'm saying that means um for example not every devotee may try to become you know uh, the best book distributor or the you know read prabhupada's books on a maximum or you know do the maximum tapasya but they will try their best to not fall below the minimum standards of tapasya so if our if that bar if we keep it high then we will stay in that um, high platform how can we keep the bar high how can we keep the minimum I didn't understand that how can you expect this to understand anyway <laughs> so how can we be keep the bar high how can we keep the minimum the threshold of our standards very high so that we don't fall below that standard well be in the association of devotees where the threshold of standards is very high if you associate with devotees who are like ah slack you know sometimes wake up sometimes don't wake up sometimes eat prasadam sometimes eat something outside you know if you associate with these people then the standard the the, the standard or the sub standard as we say if we keep it at that uh, level you see then we will also fall back to that stage we will not fall below that stage we will try not to follow below the standards but we will not try for excellence so first of all at least maybe some people yes will be more driven they will try for excellence they will be but at least be in the association of devotees where the standards the minimum standards of practice are very high of course according to shri prabhupada standards you know <clears throat> and they are they are doing that for considerable amount of time sometimes some devotees say you know oh, i'm chanting 108 rounds now 100 you know 50 rounds but then what 3 weeks 4 weeks later no way to be found so not that kind of who are sustaining that enthusiasm so that's how we have to do we have to associate with devotees who are of that standard then we will advance so the whole thing comes to the association of devotees and taking guidance from the spiritual master shri prabhupada read prabhupada's books and then associate with devotees 
all perfection will come the devotees will ask you to chant the devotees will engage you in service everything you as engage i mean associate with proper devotees again who are following shri prabhupad uh, all his orders to the letter especially in our current context the ritvik system of initiations and even among the ritviks not everybody is a saint everybody say the ritvik the prabhupad anugas just to run away from the some authority of his con but they are not interested to follow again they have to follow just saying i am a prabhupad anuga i am not prabhupad anuga i have to be a prabhupad anuga mm. so that means i have to follow the instructions of shri prabhupad every day every day mm. not just saying that the the initiation should be prabhupad initiations that's not enough i have to every day what is my life i have to follow that all right so uh, this is the how to advance in devotion next guhan kannan this is again from the youtube comment i'll try to put it on the screen so the question is how do curses work prabhuji are the result of curses dependent on the sanction of the lord well you know people when they curse they used to curse. i mean those brahmanas and you know big big sages when they used to curse they used to have the power by their tapasya by their spiritual practice they used to be so powerful that whatever they say will never uh, prove false that was the power of those people so to be able to say something which carries the power the force um that it will transform into action to be able to t- say something like that whether it's a blessing or a curse one must be sufficiently qualified you know of course the parents or the elders sometimes bless their children or um you know live a long life or something but out of goodwill they may say but the power of a real blessing is only possible when the person in himself is very accomplished in his tapasya so if the person is not very you know powerful then his words will have no power also like for example they used to when they say something that I, they will do it they will do it that was the standard you know i'll give you an example in mahabharat when arjuna won the hand of draupadi in the swayamvar and he brought home all the five pandavas came back very happy and arjuna you know won the hand of draupadi and they came to the house and kunti devi was doing her prayers and uh, she was facing her back towards them they entered the um the room and they said look what we have brought because they were in vanavas at that time you know so look what we have brought because in the vanavas every day they used to bring some food some arms from somewhere so th- all the food will be distributed among the five pandavas and the mother so half of the food will first be given to bhima and the rest half the others will take it share among themselves so that was the you know uh, this thing so when they said look what we have brought today then she said share among yourselves today i am fasting <laughs> then uh, the pandavas were like amused you know no we have brought uh, you know arjuna has won the hand of draupadi 
then when she looked at her oh, i said such a thing i said share among yourselves but then draupadi said yes um, and it was not a it it's not like oh sorry 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 i said share among yourselves forget it um, you know the okay okay th- congratulations arjuna no when she said share among yourselves that, that was taken like you know order and it cannot be refuted so they used to follow instructions like that and draupadi said yeah, actually i i got a benediction like this that i will have five husbands and all these things so even those words once uttered they were not taken back no so they were very careful in uttering these words because once you release the words you cannot take them back so of course now they can say sorry sorry and all that but those days they were so serious uh so not only when we are cursing or blessing but even when we are promising something we have to be careful <clears throat> so like, like bhishma he said i will never marry because uh, that fisherman daughter his father wanted to marry the fisherman's daughter but uh, he already had a son bhishma dev who is already come of age who was ready to marry but his father wanted to marry this girl and then uh, then the fisherman objected saying in fact the father asked shantanu asked the fisherman i want to marry your daughter no 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 because you will uh, make your other queen's sons as the king and my daughter's son will become not, will not become a king so that is not uh, acceptable for me only if you agree to uh, give up the idea of enthroning bhishma as the king and if my daughter's son can be the king uh, then uh, then i will accept see already he is thinking already the fisherman was thinking oh my my grandson should become are not even married daughter and he don't know whether grandson or granddaughter he already thinking of a grandson and he should be the king see how much the politics is doing materialists are like this they always calculate all these things anyway shantanu was dejected he said no i can't do that I, bhishma must be the king next king so sorry i can't so he came back sad because he could not have the that girl but then bhishma came to know of that and silently he went to the fisherman and there he said to the fisherman oh give your daughter my father wants to marry no 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 you will become king and then my what will happen to my uh, son in law uh, wh- sorry what will happen to my grandson your son will become a king no okay um first of all he said no i will not become i will not sit on the throne your uh, grandson can become the king okay fine then you may marry and then your son will fight with my grandson or my great grandson see how how is calculating huh? all right bhishma dev said okay i will never marry enough happy and said, oh okay very good how did he accept because he the fisherman also had faith that this person he said he will never marry he will keep his word not that oh i, I will never marry and then bring the daughter and then get him get her married to the father and then he will again marry uh, who will care to the who will care what i said to the fishman no they used to value their word so much so when they can keep their word when they are promising then their word will have some effect when they are cursing or blessing yeah but if they are not even serious about that what is the use of their cursing or blessing what is the use of their promise on one hand so in other hand what is the use of the curse and blessing so whatever comes out of their mouth has no potency and they don't have the determination to keep up to that words then what is the point <clears throat> so people used to be that powerful they used to and not not just the word i mean even their 
their life. They used to be so strict. And a good example is Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. When he was a three-year-old boy, you know, he was eating a mango. You know, he was eating a mango. <coughs> and Bhaktivinoda Thakur, his father, chastised him. Hey, you are eating mango? No, this is not correct. We should offer it to Krishna first. Before offering, you are eating this. This is offense. You should not do it. Of course, three-year-old boy, you know, it's not an offense. I mean, because he doesn't know, you know. But then the three-year-old boy, he remembered this. In his entire life, he never ate mango again. And even when he became a great guru and he had so many temples, so many disciples, and then when somebody offered him a mango, he said, no, 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 I am aparadhi. I am an offender. I ate mango without offering to Krishna. This is my punishment. My whole life, I will never eat mango. Are, who doesn't like a mango? Especially Indian mango. <coughs> Here we have some Thailand mangoes in Singapore. Not so tasty. I mean, okay, but Indian mango is best. So that mango, who doesn't like? It's a king of fruits. I mean, so, so tasty. But he gave up that temptation for the rest of his life. Saying that I'm Aparadhi. That is the power of his word. When he promised, he promised like that. Three-year-old boy, he promised. Are, who cares for a three-year-old boy's promise? He's going to break it next day. Or in another, after his tantrum is finished, he will break it. But no, whole life he kept. Never in his life he ate mango again. That is, that those kinds of people's blessings or curses actually work. Those who are, those who have integrity. <clears throat> and he also said, he actually, uh, when he was a teenager, he formed a club called, uh, I think, Bachelors Club or Brahmachari Club. He, he created a club among his friends. And all, so many people joined, so many of his friends joined. And after some time, only he remained. <laughs> all his friends, <laughs> they left, they were married. So he himself remained as a Brahmachari, whole life. So when he said something, he meant it. <laughs> Those kinds of people's blessings and curses um, have actually any meaning. So these are possible for great devotees, great souls like that. So we don't have to worry about others' blessings or curses anymore. You know. Of course, this Lord's sanction will be there. Sometimes people may curse something and it may happen. <gasps> oh, this person is very powerful. May, maybe not. It is just that according to the karma, it has to happen. So, but he also said that. And it happened, coincidentally. That's a different thing. So, anyway, we don't have to worry about them so much, unless it's from a devotee. So, we have to stay, we have to become Krishna conscious. Don't worry about other people's curses or blessings or what. You get the blessings of Guru and Krishna and that's it. That's what actually matters. Let the whole world curse us. And actually, and actually we, we do receive so many curses from so many people. Like Prabhupada said, oh, so many, so many of you are joining at a young age and all your parents are unhappy and they are cursing me. What to speak? Even Narad Muni got these curses from Daksha Prajapati. He was cursed. Because Daksha Prajapati, he uh, gave birth to 10,000 sons. He thought, okay, I will train them under Narad Muni. Become, they will all become first class and I will marry them off to all the different, different girls. And in that way, the whole universe population can be increased because at that time, it was the beginning of the universe. So, population was not as much. So, so he was begetting all these children so that they will increase the population downline. And then they went to Narad Muni for training. 
and Narad Muni preached them serious renunciation and they all became sannyasis 10000 and they and they said no father we are not going to marry the father was like what huh i 10000 sons i gave birth all of you become sannyas what nonsense is this hmm? okay let me again give birth and again went to his wife again gave birth this time 1000 sons okay but the mistake that he did was again he gave them to narad muni narad muni please this time you i must you know i need them <coughs> he gave them narad muni narad muni again preached krishna consciousness and they all of them all 1000 again became sanyasis daksha prajapati was furious he cursed narad muni what nonsense you are you think you are big sadhu or what ha huh? you think only you can preach you know only how to do what is what is your responsibility just making people sanyasis and finish i have more responsibility i have more responsibility i have i have to take care of the spiritual side i have to take care of the material side also i have to give birth i have to you know make sure the population goes on in this universe huh? i am managing both material and spiritual affairs you only spiritual affairs yeah you can talk whatever you want but you have no experience of managing material affairs huh? you think you are you know very big time i'll curse you that you will not stay anywhere at one, at one at one place you will keep on moving you can you will never have a permanent residence narad muni was laughing <laughs> I'm Brahmacari. Why do I need permanent residence anyway? So, <laughs> the for the grahastha, it's a big deal because if you know you move your house every every week, every week, how, how, you know, it's a trouble. You know, that is that is a big curse for the grahastha. But for the Brahmacari, it's a blessing in disguise. In fact, it's a blessing, no disguise, blessing only. Because if a Brahmacari can travel only and preach, that's the best occupation of Brahmacari. Not attached to any place, not attached to anything. Just travel and preach and travel and preach. So Narad Muni was more than happy. Thank you. <laughs> so, <coughs> like that. Of course, Daksha, his his curse worked because he was, of course, he was offensive to Narad Muni. But at the same time, uh, he was also a powerful personality, one of the Prajapatis, not ordinary. It's the son of Brahma. So anyway, it was all reconciled later on. But that that is the thing. They have to be such powerful people to you know for their curses to work. I told you that example. No, I was distributing books. Then one one so-called Brahmin, he was working. He just came out from his office. We were actually distributing books at a bazaar, so we also had a shop and we were you know doing this. And then he was coming with his family to shop there for Deepavali, and he just came back from his office. You know, they all met somewhere and then they were shopping. Brahmin by birth has a thread, <coughs> but of course he was wearing office dress. You know, shirt, pant, and everything. then i asked him to take a book i said um, well yeah, yeah i i i know i know i know i said sir if you know then you have to take it seriously so i was preaching to him like that i was pushing him a bit so sir if you know then you have to take it seriously so why don't you start chanting now okay you know what uh, then he was started arguing with some philosophy aspects and this and that i think the argument went on for about um, 15 20 minutes and you know his wife asked him come 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 we have to shop you know don't waste time you know, on this so um, he just listened and went he was fully arguing you know fully <clears throat> then when the wife said come come then he okay okay he went <laughs> it's a completely controlled by the wife anyway but as he was going then he saw me again he was passing by again he saw me i will curse you he you know he because usually they will do like that the <laughs> the sages they used to hold their brahmin thread and you know utter the curse and then break the you know the one of the threads of the brahmin i mean that that sacred thread 
and in that way they will curse uh, so or they will hold their uh, this thing and utter the curse hold their uh, just like you know gayatri when we do gayatri we you know do that and then hold it so they hold it like that and utter the curse so he was holding like that and you know uttering something i was laughing at what kind of nonsense curse is <laughs> first of all you don't have you're not even a brahmin or a shudra of course I, he he was already walking away so he did not have time we all we all all devotees we all had a good laugh so <laughs> he was thinking his curse will work so who cares all right next question again guhan kannan are people who are born in kaliyuga very sinful let me just put the question okay i don't know if you can see that okay now i can make it bigger are people who are born in kaliyuga very sinful but they can attain liberation simply chanting naam sankirtan so please explain yeah i mean the people in this world in kaliyuga are very sinful but yes because they are so sinful and the age is so disturbing there is a concession that just by chanting uh, we can get all the perfection of our life and that is stated in the shrimad bhagavatam canto 12 chapter 3 text 52 krite yadhyayato vishnum tretayam yajato makhaih dwapare paricharyayam kalau tadhari kirtanat whatever result was obtained in the satya yuga by meditating on vishnu in treta yuga by performing sacrifices and in dwapara yuga by, by serving the lord's lotus feet can be obtained in kali yuga simply by chanting the hare krishna maha mantra so all the if, everything will become perfect just by chanting another verse is for there in the eighth canto 23rd chapter verse 16 mantra tas tantra tas chhidram desha kalarha vastutah sarvam karoti nischhidram anusankirtanam tava there may be discrepancies in pronouncing the mantras and observing the regulative principles and moreover there may be discrepancies in regard to time place person and paraphernalia but when your lordship's holy name is chanted everything becomes faultless so in this world in this kaliyuga everything is full of faults ocean of faults kalo dosha nidhe rajan hi asti ek mahan guna kirtana deva krishnasya mukta sangah param vrajet 12351 of shrimad bhagavatam my dear king although kaliyuga is an ocean of faults there is still one good quality about this age simply by chanting the hare krishna maha mantra one can become free from material bondage and be promoted to the transcendental kingdom <coughs> so yes by sankirtan everything will become all right next question by bhaktin puja let me put the question on the screen हरे कृष्णा प्रभु जी राधे राधे वही हो सिंह राधे राधे आवाज इज हरे कृष्णा ओके माई क्वेश्चन इज कोड इट बी पॉसिबल फॉर मेनी सोल्स टू लिव इन वन बॉडी अकॉर्डिंग टू स्क्रिप्चर्स एवरी लिविंग बींग हैज अ सोल there are many organisms in the human body that live either as parasite or symbiotic 
Medically, some organisms always live in human body. Example, in nose, gut, for vitamin K, for vitamin K formation and absorption, skin. If according to scriptures only one soul can remain in body and all microorganisms are souls, then how many souls can live in human body? Is human body a home for multiple souls? I think the next question also is kindly clarify. Okay, this one is also something similar. Okay, we'll address the next question later on. So first, this is the question. So it's like this: you have a house, and you are the owner of the house. But then there are so many ants, there are so many cockroaches or rats or you know other microorganisms which may be in the house. So who is actually living in the house? Huh? The rich man, the king, on his lap, on the same throne, there may be a housefly or a mosquito. So, is the mosquito given the same uh, importance as the king? Oh, because the mosquito also sitting on the throne, on the lap of the king. Therefore, the mosquito also should be, oh, because he's so honored. No. His business is just to bite the king only. So, anyway. So, just by sitting on the throne does not become important. So similarly, in the our, our body also is like a home. Yes. Our soul is living in the body. But then, other souls have their own bodies inside our body. <coughs> living here as parasites as you said so just like the ants in the home you know there, there can be millions of souls inside this body but the thing that is controlling the body that the mind of this body and the soul that is controlling this body is only one you see uh, inside there may be other things you know uh, other souls but the soul, the, the soul that is controlling this body, uh, yes, th that is only one. <clears throat> it is a home for multiple souls, but not, not all souls, you know, control the body, have control over the body. No, they don't have. This soul which we are, um, that has control over the body, that too partially we have control over our body. We don't have complete control of our body. Uh, the rest is done by Paramatma, like digestion. We don't sit down and you know, let me meditate, let my liver secrete this, uh, what is that, uh, bile, and then let my stomach produce some acids, and let me okay digest now that that uh, paneer kofta I had, and let me let me digest that now. Okay, let me digest the potato sabji I had. Let me digest this puri. No, we are not. We just ate, finished. We forgot about it. And the body is taking care of itself, everything. How is taking care of itself? What is taking care of itself mean? Krishna says, I am the fire in the stomach. And that's why, because of my direction, the digestion is happening. The heartbeat. We are not controlling the heartbeat. The Lord is controlling. They say involuntary muscles. Hmm? Medically, they say involuntary muscles and voluntary muscles. So, involuntary means what? Spasm. Is it? It's not a spasm. It's completely under the control of the Lord. We don't have control, but the Lord has control. Right, so multiple souls can live in the body, but they are not the person, they are not the souls moving the body. Hmm. Next question by Bhaktin Puja.
how you clarify multiple personality disorder in that case multiple souls remain in the body kindly clarify this topic i am asking very respective way respective way <laughs> okay <clears throat> multiple personality disorder so so many souls inside the body fighting with each other no <laughs> it's a case of instability of the mind there's no focus there is no you know there's so much uh, polarity polarized uh <clears throat> it's a disorder that's why it's called a disorder um, because it's not a question of multiple souls it's the same soul who is crazy so um madness so they cannot behave in a coherent way every time they have this instability in their behave the mind is very weak and then switch so many different ways of dealing you know <clears throat> so this is a problem of I mean, it's a mental problem so everybody has mood swings sometimes some people have you know are in a good mood sometimes they're not in a good mood sometimes they're angry it's not multiple personalities but these people who have this disorder have the same things but to extreme degrees so that's why they look like completely different persons when they have these different moods so it's the same thing which we all have different moods so but we you know have it in moderation our mainly our character remains the same but sometimes due to anger we may do something which is you know not otherwise done by us but maybe we will do it and to an extent it's like that and when we are very very happy when we, when we behave in a certain way when we are sad when we then we behave in a certain way so these are moods so when a person has moods to very extreme degrees and it will be difficult for us to even recognize the person in the in the, his different different moods that's a multiple multiple personality disorder so it's not a multiple personality but it's a question of just the the moods is it it's a question of uh, psychological deformity but <laughs> i think we have said this before that krishna has a multiple personality not disorder he has a multiple personality uh, i don't know what to call it symphony or or no i don't know what to call it it's not a disorder definitely because different kinds of people different kind of characteristics are there dhiro dhirodatta dhiro dhira lalita dhira prashanta and dhirodhata i don't know if you remember we have uh, read this before so krishna has all that so but i don't want to go into all that at this point or can we can we go <coughs> puja is saying kindly describe us spiritually it is not spiritual why do you keep on saying saying spiritually it's not spiritual it's a material it's a man, anything to do with mind anything to do with intelligence anything to do with false ego anything to do with earth water fire air and ether is material spiritual means pertaining to the soul pertaining to the super soul so what else you want you want some shloka about multiple personality disorder then <laughs> it's not there it's it's just a case of madness you know there may be somewhere in ayurveda somewhere maybe i do not know you know somewhere it may be there but if you want a shloka about multiple personality disorder i don't have but i have this that krishna has a multiple personality you know uh, not multiple personality different kind of character he has um let's see now let's show you You see, nectar of devotion, chapter twenty-three. 
धीरोदात्त सी कृष्ण कृष्णज पर्सनैलिटी इज एनलाइज एज धीरोदात्त धीर ललित धीर प्रशांत एंड धीरोधत इफ वन आस्क हाउ अ पर्सनैलिटी कैन बी बिहेल्ड इन फोर क्वाइट ओपोजिंग वेज द आंसर इज दैट द लॉर्ड इज रेजवर ऑफ ऑल ट्रांसनेल क्वालिटीज एंड एक्टिविटीज देर फॉर हिज डिफरेंट एस्पेक्ट्स कैन बी एनलाइज अकॉर्डिंग टू द एग्जिबिशन ऑफ इज लिमिटलेस वेराइटी ऑफ पैस्ट टाइम्स एंड एज सच देर इज नो कॉन्ट्रडिक्शन धीरोदात्ता धीरोदात्ता इज अ पर्सन हु इज नैचुरली वेरी ग्रेव जेंटल फॉर गिविंग मर्सीफुल डिटर्मेंड हम्बल हाईली क्वालिफाइड शिवल रसन फिजिकली अट्रैक्टिव सो दिस इज धीरोदात्ता दैन धीर ललिता इसी धीरोदात्ता ही इज वेरी ग्रेव एंड इज जेंटल फॉर गिविंग मर्सीफुल डिटर्मेंड हम्बल हाईली क्वालिफाइड शिवल रस एंड फिजिकली अट्रैक्टिव नाउ धीर ललिता अ पर्सन इज कॉल्ड धीर ललिता इफ ही इज नैचुरली वेरी फनी अ फनी पर्सन इज नॉट ग्रेव but krishna is funny and grave at the same time and not this these two there are three two more total four so dhira lalita person who is called dhira lalita if he is naturally very funny always in full youthfulness expert in joking and free from all anxieties such a dhira lalita personality is generally found to be domesticated and very submissive to his lover this dhira lalita trait is the personality in the personality of krishna is described by yagnapatni okay this is Um, describing but this is dhira lalita and then dhira prashanta a person who is very peaceful forbearing considerate and obliging is called dhira prashanta finally dhirodhata a person who is very envious proud easily angered restless and complacent is called dhirodhata by learned scholars all these things are there in the lord at the same time so these are all multiple personality char- character traits but he has all of this and is not a disorder in him but when a person has in this world ah this is a disorder <clears throat> in what puja is saying in charak sam sahita samhita something are there never mind uh, we don't <laughs> need to worry about all those things okay next question by bhakta virendra whatever is our character whether we have multiple personality disorder or single single personality even our single personality also can be disorder because we may behave in a wrong way and everything in so let us reform our personality or character by chanting hari krishna all good qualities will come okay let's see that because whether whatever personality one has if one can become krishna conscious then you will get all good qualities you see here 518 12th shrimad bhagavatam यस्तिभक्तिर्भगवतुणस्तुरा हरावक्त कुतो महदुणा मनोरथे नसति धाव ऑल द डेमिगॉड्स एंड दर एक्सॉल्टेड क्वालिटी सच एज रिलीजन नॉलेज एंड रिनाउंसिएशन बिकम मैनिफेस्ट इन द बॉडी ऑफ वन हू हेज डेवलप्ड अनलॉड डिवोशन फॉर द सुप्रीम पर्सनैलिटी गॉड हेड वासुदेव on the other hand a person devoid of devotional service and engaged in material activities has no good qualities even if he is adept at the practice of mystic yoga or the honest endeavor of maintaining his family and relatives he must be driven by his own mental speculations and must engage in the service of the lord's external energy how can there be any good qualities in such a man so if you want good qualities then become krishna conscious if you want bad qualities don't become a devotee 
so come back to the question of bhakta virendra rahu and ketu these two planets are mentioned in hindu astrology i actually don't like the word hindu anyway which also cause sun and moon eclipses why are these two planets not seen as per modern astronomy or is the shadow of these two planets that falls on the sun and moon causes eclipses but in reality the earth obstructs the moon during lunar eclipse and the moon obstructs the earth during the solar eclipse <coughs> when the more the modern scientific understanding is that the as you said the moon uh, obstructs earth obstructs the moon during lunar eclipse and moon obstructs the earth during solar eclipse that's what the modern scientists say by going to vedas the rahu and ketu are invisible planets and they are the ones who cover the moon and the sun and it's not exactly the the moon and the earth that are causing these eclipses <clears throat> now um this has always been a subject of interest or intrigue it has always intrigued me that how they get the calculations of the lunar eclipse when it's going to happen and everything at the same very time as the vedic uh, calculations so that has always been a mystery how they actually calculate but according to our vedas uh, it's the rahu planet which which comes in between it's not the shadow of the rahu planet it's the rahu planet itself so anyway that's the explanation of the vedas so we have to always stick by the vedas and how it is scientifically understood that is you know if some if there is some explanation if there is some you know vedic explanation that maybe it can clarify things more but we don't need require to wait for such clarification to start believing it so we just have to believe the vedas hmm? like cow cow dung is pure whether we understand it or not we just have to accept it as pure so that is acceptance of the vedas sarvameta dhritam manye i will accept whatever you say krishna that is how arjuna accepted sarvameta dhritam manye yanmam vadasi keshava so whatever krishna says i accept arjuna said so that is how we have to accept krishna's words and the vedic um, statements hmm? so i am not an expert in astronomy or astrology but i can just say that we have to have faith in the word of, words of the vedas it will definitely have a proof you know but just that i do not know i am not competent enough to present such a proof bhakti siddhan saraswati thakur is an expert in astronomy astrology he could have easily explained this you know that's a different thing but i am not expert in that field at all i have no idea <laughs> so i can only say that we have to uh, take the version of the vedas and that's it we should not doubt it at any time uh, material scientists may present confounding evidence opposite to the conclusion of the vedas but we should not be confounded by them like moon landing oh they showed the footage and everything and you know it directly contradicted prabhupada statement so we cannot go to the moon and all that and some devotee uh, lost faith and he left the movement so that's his funeral but the thing is if we accept the word of prabhupada then we will realize that actually it was a fake that was a fake the moon landing footage all was fake so we have to understand that we should not lose our faith in the vedas just because uh some evidence is pro- produced whether how it is produced we don't even know we have faith in the so called evidence that the scientists give without any proof you know 
there is no camera that went out from zoom out of the in, in outer space and then took the photo where sun is there earth is here moon is here you know something like that no there is no such photo there is no such you know video or photo they are just saying that they are thinking that that is the way it is going on and we have faith in that we have no problem having faith in such explanations but when the vedas say something we don't have faith see so why then how did the vedic uh, system have perfect calculations of the sunrise sunset and everything like you know panchang you know the almanac which comes in the beginning of the year are how are they uh, telling that you know 8 months from now or even they can say 20 years from now when the sun will rise exact time 6:17 am or 5:36 am oh, they will say exact time how they know that 20 years from now the sun is going to rise at that time unless their calculations are perfect huh? so the system is perfect it's just that we don't we may not know the explanation of the eclipse in full but how the actually it is said that proper said that the rahu is a planet without fixed uh, what is that orbit it moves in a zigzag motion and uh, there are times when it comes and becomes an eclipse and like that and the effects of eclipses the modern science have no idea of the effects of eclipses eclipses are usually inauspicious times usually and that's why everybody is you know advised to uh, you know chant always the holy name at the time of eclipse so this is um, these are all there these subtle effects of eclipses and all these things are unknown to the modern scientists but the vedas have even these informations which the scientists do not know so we have far more information okay we just have to accept the information given in the vedas maybe somebody competent can you know put it all into like a like a scientific proof but i am not capable of doing that i am not well versed in the subject at all okay we should not lose faith in our vedas all right next next question by bhakta virendra why do some people have faith in scriptures while many don't believe in scriptures what is the faith of such faithless people well <clears throat> some people in this world have faith in scriptures mostly people don't have because the reason why we came into this material world is because we have no we had no faith in krishna and then that's how that's how we came here we had faith in our own abilities that i will be the master starting with that stupid faith Uh, then we came here so here we are everybody is more or less averse to the to the to the aspect or to the principle of surrender to krishna everybody is averse even devotees i mean we also we are trying to surrender but still we have so many habits that we we are not completely surrendered we are far from completely surrendered at least i am very very far from completely surrendered so this is uh, this we are we are trying so hard to surrender but we are forced by our mind to go the other way see that much we have been accustomed to not surrendering to the lord only the pure devotee is completely surrendered 
and he has complete faith so when we are becoming devotees also our faith is not strong yet what to speak of the those who are non devotees they have absolutely no faith so what is the faith of such faithless people yes that's a good question because faith everybody has some people have in god some people have in man some 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 person in this world they have faith in that some people have faith in some process some people have faith they have like we have faith in our news channels we we believe that whatever they're saying is true we have faith in the advertisements we have faith in the reviews that people leave you know and actually many of the reviews that are there product reviews and all are fake you can actually buy those reviews so we have faith in many things and people manipulate that faith and there are so many babas who are taking advantage of the naivete of you know so called faithful people and fooling them and cheating them that is there so faith we all have we have faith in our own abilities although we are actually completely incapable without the help of the lord if one nerve the lord pulls in our head and we become paralyzed and then but we still have faith full faith in our ability atheist atheists you know they have full faith in their ability but they don't have no faith in god that the body the tongue which which with which they are talking nonsense that was also given by god only so but they don't have faith in god so all these things are there so they may have faith in different things but the one who has faith in krishna he is the perfect perfect person so it is better to repose our faith on krishna because that faith will sustain other faith we may have faith in our own self but we will die we may have faith in our lawyer but we, we, one see at the end of the day we are going to die mrityu sarva harashchaham faith means what faith means the faith that this will protect me this is giving me correct information correct information why do we watch news again it is a matter of protection because we want to know what is going on like the animals like for example the dogs or the even lions or elephants they survey their surroundings with their own senses they don't have news channels they survey they go around you know see wherever you know where is the hunting where is the zebra coming where is the you know maybe some deer is coming they will look on all these things they they depend on their senses they are hearing their eyes like that smell so they are also gathering news in their own ways so we also want to gather news so that how to further my sense gratification how to protect myself so we also are gathering news by not only our personal senses but we are depending on these other things because we have more intelligence than the animals so we are employing all these different tools to get more information that are beyond the range of our immediate sensory perception but sometimes we just have to accept them on faith and they may cheat us sometimes the man, like the moon landing is a perfect example is a perfect case of cheating but people accept it so we rely on all these things so sometimes on our senses also our senses also can deceive us we may have faith in our senses our senses will deceive us like in the desert they see the mirage and they think that is water and that's how we have we may have faith and we may run towards that um, illusory oasis but when you run there and then we see that actually is even vaster desert then we become we will die of you know thirst and starvation so um faith in our senses or faith in our extended senses everything is faulty our senses are imperfect we have four defects so these defects will disqualify us to have any perfect knowledge of anything 
so having faith in anything that is imperfect will bring us disastrous results if we have faith in the perfect source which is krishna then our then our lives will be successful so our faith has to be in the perfect source of information and only krishna and the authorized devotees they don't commit mistakes they don't have the four defects and therefore we have to get knowledge from krishna when in the bhagavad gita it says shri bhagavan vacha the lord is speaking that's why we have to have faith in that words because a perfect person is speaking in fact previously the the condition was that nobody used to write books unless they were authorized by krishna and guru they used not write anything nowadays everybody writes a book on whatever subject but previously only authorized people used to write books <coughs> so that the knowledge that is there is always perfect what is the use of reading a book by a person who is imperfect you see so that is the thing we have to get knowledge from the perfect source so people don't have faith in knowledge of the perfect source i mean they don't have faith in the perfect source then they take knowledge from imperfect sources and all of the knowledge becomes imperfect the scientists you know whatever all the all of them on the philosophers and nowadays these motivational speakers and they look up to these people and have faith in these people but they themselves are imperfect so these people are left with imperfect answers and they think that that is correct and in fact they think that to have imperfection is good you know they have devised these things you know so what can be done as kaliyuga next question oh big question bhaktin puja wow so big what is this okay let's put it on the screen so next question by bhaktin puja my next question is in my medical college i have a professor who have been locked in a room for the past 10 years due to his dark past he never goes anywhere his behavior is very bad for everyone people says 13 years ago when he was doing his post graduation in neurology he had two best friends one boy doctor one girl doctor he wanted to marry his own best friend but he never had the courage and never said this to his friend and one day that girl put invitation of her marriage in his hand and got married to his other best friend from that day he make his life hell he never go anywhere never go his home never talk to his parents he stay alone in medical residency he always cold patients his behavior is worst for everyone for patients and students he have no mercy every time he study neurology day and night he never go outside never do worship only like those students those do buttering in front of him but those do bad bad talk about him i mean they make fun of his life one day he become happy on his birthday kindly tell me why people become like this 
May I help him by giving Prabhupad books? Tell me the name of book. His behavior is also worst for me also, but I want to help him spiritually because one day he will die like animals. Pray for him. Well, ironically, he is a neurology expert, doctor, professor, and his life is a mess. So, this is the thing: the, the modern education doesn't teach us that this lust is very lust will lead us to madness. He is he has become mad. because his lust was unfulfilled so this is how psychologically he was affected that's why we should not be lusty in fact the, the whole education should not to become lusty It should be about not to become lusty so that's why brahmachari training is very perfect from the young age the boys and girls are not put together and then the boys are trained how to become spiritually advanced the whole thing is designed vedic education is designed to detach ourselves but if we have all these dreams of attachment one day they will break now even if he had that girl in his life one day is going to all, all end death will come and take away everything either by disagreement or by death or by you know whatever it is we will separate so either he was going to become a mad mad fellow now or 13 years ago or even if he married that girl when he becomes old because of his excessive attachment for the girl he will you know when if the girl dies i mean if the wife and that time she will no more be a girl but if she dies then again he will become mad and the next life next life will become a woman because he has been meditating so much on the woman so this is all stupidity you know they think that life you know now my life is a waste you know they think like this they don't know that this is just a flashing uh, like a you know like a cloud like a uh, it's like a lightning you know just happens like that and finished this life is finished next we go to the next body so they do not know the eternality of the soul and therefore they don't take it seriously they think this body is everything and they take this body so seriously and then when something happens they just become mad so what to do the only thing you can do as you said is distribute prabhupada's books to him give him the signs of self realization yeah and if he, uh, you know if he doesn't have the patience to read a book like that of that size and give him perfect questions perfect answers you know krishna the reservoir of pleasure small small books because he doesn't have any pleasure in his life so give him a give him a few books you know krishna the reservoir of pleasure which is a small booklet and perfect questions perfect answers which is a little bigger and then the signs of self realization which is more bigger you know hopefully that will if he reads if he understands he will definitely help him he will come out of this easily just that whether he has the stability to even go and read those books or not that's the next thing but the best thing you can do for him is yes give him the book give him some prasadam you know you know that that's that's all you can do you know to help him this is the sorry state of affairs of a professor who is supposed to teach the students how to live a life but they don't have the life to put together for in the first place so this is the pathetic condition of modern education it doesn't teach us anything he is an object of pity now you see a professor is an object of pity because he could not control his mind so vedic civilization is so perfect therefore we have to that's why this we have you should not have any faith in this modern education system at all all right so next question
Jairaj. Jairaja. Next question. Let me put it on the screen. Wow, we are already two two hours into the session. Huh? Okay, next question by Jairaja. What are the benefits of worshipping of Shaligram? Can householder have it at home and worship it daily? Worship it. No, we should not call it. We should say worship him. Because the person is Vishnu. Yeah, you, you should worship Shaligram. But, you know, don't rush into all these things before getting properly initiated. No point in getting into this all this. Uh, deity worship before getting second initiated so of course even first initiated they can do some deity worship but especially shalukram and all this you know requires proper standards so get yourself qualified first in the beginning you put pictures panchatattva picture prabhupad and radha krishna jagannath just pictures photo frames and then you know offer just some you know wipe them every day and offer some flowers <coughs> keep your uh, deity program very simple very very simple don't overburden yourself okay um, spend more time chanting reading associating with devotees going to the temple hmm. that is more important at this stage later on benefits of worshiping shalagram well worshiping deity is always beneficial right whether it's shalagram or whether it's radha krishna murti or jagannath worshiping the deity is always beneficial what are the benefits well first of all we'll become regularized next we'll ch- learn all the mantras then let's next we are being trained how to serve the lord because when we go to vaikuntha we have to serve the lord also um so that service is started here through the deity worship one learns how to dress the lord one learns how to you know wipe you know bathe the lord do abhishek and learn so many mantras so many shlokas So in this way there are so many things that we we'll learn and cleanliness we learn cleanliness because to do puja we have to be very clean uh, so all these things have to be uh, will be learned by benefits of deity worship and there's so many offenses will be there that we have to avoid so we will learn how to avoid those offenses one by one one by one on nectar of devotion has all these offenses listed down so all these things are there so but first focus yourself on the chanting reading very do very simple deity worship do mangalarti and sing the song and then put some flowers and that's it every day change the flowers uh, you can put an incense there and that's it don't make it very complicated when you become initiated and all that when you become second initiation yeah then you know you become more accustomed to deity worship and learn from the devotees the proper standards and everything right oh fourth question by bhaktan puja okay usually our thing is we answer three questions and fourth question usually is uh, first we'll go through the other questions and then we'll come back to this if we have time okay you have to understand that so that has been our rule in this amam because we have to give chance to everybody right so i hope you understand that next i will go to So Bhaktin Puja's fourth question. At this moment, I will skip. Hopefully, I will answer at the end of the session. But let's see if we have time or not. Okay, next question by 
గోపాలకృష్ణ హరే కృష్ణ ప్రభుజీ హౌ టు ఓవర్కమ్ వీక్ మైండ్ సెట్ అండ్ హౌ టు డెవలప్ పాజిటివ్ యాటిట్యూడ్ టువర్డ్స్ కెరియర్ అండ్ లైఫ్ వెల్ ఐ డోంట్ నో యూ ఫ్యూ లైక్ మై ఆన్సర్ దో యు ఆర్ నాట్ సపోజ్ టు హ్యావ్ అ వెరీ వెరీ పాజిటివ్ యాటిట్యూడ్ టువర్డ్స్ కెరియర్ బట్ యూ విల్ డెఫినెట్లీ హ్యావ్ పాజిటివ్ యాటిట్యూడ్ యూ షుడ్ హ్యావ్ పాజిటివ్ యాటిట్యూడ్ అబౌట్ లైఫ్ అండ్ వాట్ ఈస్ పాజిటివ్ అండ్ వాట్ ఈస్ నెగటివ్ what do you think what is positive and what is negative of course i cannot hear you <laughs> but let me tell you this positive and negative should be judged according to the instructions of the lord so what krishna says is the standards for human life so anything that will take us towards that that is positive and anything that takes us away from that aim of life which is devotion to krishna anything that takes us away from krishna consciousness that is negative anything that furthers our krishna consciousness that is positive first the definition of positive and negative should be established then because everybody has a different opinion about what is positive and what is negative according to their own their own mental concoctions first of all that is wrong that is a negative thing we should not rely on our own mind to you know uh, judge what is what we have to take from krishna for a first of all what to do with human life we are we get rushed into this living this life without even knowing what this life is meant for we are told that we have to go to school we are sent to school yeah I man we go through all this you know primary school secondary school and then tertiary school and then you know our university all these things and sometimes post graduation and then after that go into depression like that professor you know this is not i mean we, and then we are you know going into a career path and then family and then produce children and let them also you know get education and i mean this is animal life this is animal if animal have better life than us you see this, this is not life life is meant for a purpose not just to beget children and doing the same thing and what is the meaning of life why why did we even take birth so that we have to question first of all that questioning should be there why did i take birth who am i first who am i nobody likes to die i don't like to die but why am i forced to die why is everybody forced to die why does death happen why does birth happen why did the creation happen who am i and why am i here is there a person called god what is my relationship with him these things first have to be you know established and once that's established now we can chart or map the course of our action now if it is understood if is if you if a person really understands the real aim of life then what he will do is act in a way that his aim of life is achieved so natevidu swarthagatam hi vishnu the people in general they do not know that the aim of life is to attain krishna consciousness but as a devotee i i i hope i mean i am thinking you are already a devotee at least to some extent so you know that krishna consciousness is the aim of life so your thing your aim should be how to further that so your question is how to overcome a weak mindset again what is the definition of a weak mindset a weak mindset i don't know what is your definition but i will tell you the definition according to shastra a weak mind is a mind attached to sense gratification is attached to the bodily concept of life that is weak mind 
Krishna defines, Krishna actually chastises Arjuna. You see this? In the second chapter. You see these two verses, second chapter, second verse and third verse of Bhagavad Gita. Shri Bhagavan Uvacha Kutastva Kashmalamidam Vishame Samupasthitam Anaryajushtamasvargyam Akirtikaram Arjuna The Supreme Personality of Godhead said, My dear Arjuna, how have these impurities come upon you? They are not at all befitting a man who knows the value of life. They lead, they lead not to higher planets but to infamy. Next, 2.3. Klaibhyam asmagamahapartha naitatvai upapadyate kshudram hridaya daurbalyam tyaktvotishtha barantapa hridaya daurbalyam. See? Petty weakness of the heart. This is called a weak mindset. This is called in Sanskrit, Hridaya Daurbalyam. You know? O son of Pritha, do not yield to this degrading importance. It does not become you. Give up such petty weakness of heart and arise, O chastiser of the enemy. Arjuna was all depressed and you know was overtaken by anxiety. And Krishna chastised him. He was actually considering moral things, Arjuna. Oh, I should not kill uh, my family. Any moralist would agree to that, right? But Krishna condemned that. You are, you, although you are talking all these big, big moral principles, your attachment is to your body and your bodily relations. That's why you are considering all these things. You are not considering what is right and what is wrong. You are considering that this is my family. If the family does wrong, still they have to be punished. Hmm. So, um, because he was attached to family situation, bodily relationships. Therefore, it is Hridaya Dhaurbalyam. So, to be bodily attached, that is a weak mindset. Not only you, everybody, we all have weak mindset because we are attached to this body. We are attached to the bodily relationships. Our family, our friends, our enemies. Enmity is also a relationship. Do you know? Enmity is also a relationship. It's a flavor. It's like salt is a taste. Sweet is a taste. Spicy is also a taste. Everything is a taste. So, enmity is also a relationship. So, we have all these relationships, whether enmity or friendship or, you know, family affection, whatever it is, based on our bodily situation, that is the weakness of the heart, weakness of the mind. How to become strong-willed? How to become strong-minded? Uh, like in the end, Arjuna said, Nashtamoha smritir labdha tvat prasadan mayachuta sthitosmigata sandeha I will do whatever you say. My All my illusion is gone. Finished. I'm fixed now. That is strong mind. How is that achieved? By accepting the instructions. By surrendering to Krishna. To accept whatever he says and do whatever he asks us to do. That means accept whatever you say. And then next is I will do whatever you ask me to do. These two things must be done. Then, yes, we will become very strong. So, all this starts with chanting Hare Krishna. Cheto Darpanam Arjanam. Once we start chanting, then all the other aspects of surrender follow. And we have to take association of devotees, of course, to keep the fire of Krishna consciousness burning. 
and we have to be in the fire of krishna consciousness or in the association of devotees who are in such krishna consciousness right so we have to associate with devotees strongly seriously and then yes we will become strong minded hmm? what is the question full question how to overcome weak mindset become a devotee you will become very very strong become a solid devotee and devotee means oh, prabhu i am chanting also but still i am weak minded that means we are not reading we are not taking in all these things we are not associating with devotees enough we are not doing service enough we are not reading enough primarily we are not reading enough when we read then we will become convinced we will become strong in our determination the more we read the more we we'll become strong that's why shri prabhupad said books are the basis and we have to follow also are we following first of all the morning program mangalarti and all these things chanting uh, hearing bhagavatam class bhagavad gita class and all these things are we doing all these things once we do all these things nothing should shake us maya cannot penetrate uh, the weakness of the heart will be far away from us provided we do all these things are we eating krishna prasadam again that's another thing many devotees sometimes they don't eat krishna prasadam and they expect to become strong uh, powerful vaishnavas how can they become whenever anybody presented prabhupada uh, of a problem any devotee first thing that he will ask is that are you chanting 16 rounds are you reading the books are you attending mangalarti are you taking krishna prasadam these things he will check first and invariably something or the other is you know missing not done properly and that's where all the problem starts we are not reading enough we are not chanting properly we are not waking up for mangalarti <clears throat> so these are the problems these are the sources of problems and they present themselves as various problems actually the thing is this we are not in sattva gun we are not in sattva gun we are attached to the you know <clears throat> uh, problematic situations right so we have to transcend we cannot ride on the waves of up sometime up sometime down you know on the, uh, we cannot ride the waves of the situations we have to rise above the situation what is that nistray gunya bhava arjuna rise above the three modes you have to come to the transcendental stage so at least come to the shuddha i mean uh, sattva gun sattva gun means we have to cultivate those things it means we have to do those things which increase sattva gun you see in the shrimad bhagavatam it is said nicely in the 11th canto 13th chapter टेक्स्ट टू सत्वाधर्मो भवृद्धा पुंसो मद्भक्तिलक्षण सात्कोपासम प्रवर्तते वेन अ लिविंग एंटिटी बिकम्स स्ट्रांगली सिचुएटेड इन द मोड ऑफ गुडनेस देन रिलीजियस प्रिंसिपल्स कैरेक्टराइज्ड माय कैरेक्टराइज्ड बाय डिवोशनल सर्विस टू मी बिकम प्रोमिनेंट one can strengthen the mode of goodness by cultivation of those things that are already situated in goodness and thus religious principles arise so what is what is the meaning by cultivation of those things that are already in, situated in goodness what are in goodness the time of the day they are in different modes the morning the brahma muhurta is the mode of goodness in fact transcendental and then as we go on mode of passion comes once the sun rises the passion comes and then towards the end of the day ignorance kicks in and the night is full of ignorance so 
what is the, what does it mean to cultivate the mode of goodness uh, that means what time of the day is goodness uh, wake up at that time do if i wake up at a time which is meant for rajogun passion then i will be passionate or in ignorance sometimes I, they say i am a night person i am an afternoon person i am a morning person why they are in, why there is different persons because they are in the different modes we have to change that we have to come to the mode of goodness wake up before uh, one and a half hours before sunrise is when we have to start our activity spiritual activity that means wake up slightly before that and then start our mangalarti and all the chanting and everything so then we will and eating krishna prasadam cultivation of those things that are already situated in goodness in fact pure goodness transcendental to even goodness prasadam eat that so it will be strongly situated in these things you know in these practices then our life will be on track sometimes many times all the time people they are not interested in a lecture on bhagavad gita or shrimad bhagavatam they are not interested but if you do a video like oh um, how to combat stress from bhagavad gita or oh, everybody will read everybody will watch they want to solve a problem they want a quick fix they they don't want a lifestyle shift you know we have to shift our lifestyle in order to it's not a quick fix oh um, how to combat stress so that i can i can continue with my material desires my career and all that no that's not the point we should not be overly uh, having positive thing about the career that's i think part of the question also that's not the, in fact you have to do it as a routine and if you have any talent in your in your space then use that in krishna service whatever talent you have yeah, as a career you, okay you have to maintain your family fine you know you 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 do as a routine you see uh but don't lose focus from devotees okay, let me show this one 553 this is how grahastha must live yevamayeshe krita sauhardartha janeshu deham bharavartikeshu गृहेशु जायात्मजरातिमत्सु न प्रीति युक्तायावदर्थाश्च लोके दोज हु आर इंटरेस्टेड इन रिवाइविंग कृष्णा कॉन्शियसनेस एंड इंक्रीजिंग देयर लव ऑफ गॉड हैड डू नॉट लाइक टू डू एनीथिंग दैट इज नॉट रिलेटेड टू कृष्णा दे आर नॉट इंटरेस्टेड इन मिंगलिंग विद पीपल हु आर बिजी मेंटेनिंग देयर बॉडीज ईटिंग स्लीपिंग मेटिंग एंड डिफेंडिंग दे आर नॉट अटैच्ड टू देयर होम्स ऑल्दो दे मे बी हाउस होल्डर्स यू सी नॉर आर दे अटैच्ड टू वाइव्स चिल्ड्रन फ्रेंड्स और वेल्थ at the same time they are not indifferent to the execution of their duties such people are interested in collecting only enough money to keep the body and soul together so our career should be to just keep our body and soul together and if we get anything in excess of that donate it to the devotees who are actually preaching krishna consciousness uh, that in that way yes you can you know be passionate about your work but donate all the thing but usually that doesn't happen because of our wrong association we will always become attached to that so we have to in, be interested in a career only for maintaining our body but our full attention should be given to our spiritual lives to the service of krishna that is the primary occupation actually mm-hmm. that's why i said i don't know whether you like my answer because you wanted something that will boost your career or something no it will definitely boost your life if you take it it will boost your life it will boost your career also your career will become will become perfect if you take this instruction you see career perfection of what is the perfection of a career this is job satisfaction job satisfaction is not meant for our satisfaction krishna should be satisfied with our job 
is krishna satisfied with our job that should be our satisfaction real job satisfaction is whether krishna is satisfied so um what is that first we'll go to bhagavad gita verse and then to the bhagavatam see in the bhagavad gita krishna says in the ninth chapter 27th verse yat karoshi adasnasi yajjuhoshi dadasi yat yat tapasya sikaunteya tat kurushvam adarpanam whatever you do whatever you eat whatever you offer or give away and whatever austerities you perform do that o son of kunti as an offering to me so we offer to krishna hmm then um what is that yeah let's go to this verse shrimad bhagavatam canto 1 chapter 5 text 22 idam hi pumsas tapasashrutasya va swishtasya suktasya cha buddhi dattayo avichutorthah kavibhir nirupito ट्रांसेंटलोट्री so uh, the culmination of all our activities whether it's the study of the vedas or whether it's study of scientific books or whether it's you know some business or whatever is your career should culminate in the transcendental description of the lord so with your talent with your skill set we have to glorify the lord you should not use that skill to get more money for yourself and become rich and enjoy that money and use for sense gratification that skill is meant as a gift to you by the lord to serve him for his satisfaction not for your satisfaction when we understand this we will be completely fulfilled in life we to satisfy the lord okay how how do i know whether i am satisfying the lord you see how do i know i am satisfying the lord that we have to know by satisfying the spiritual master yasya prasadat bhagavat prasado yasya prasadan nagati kutopi see if the spiritual master is satisfied krishna is satisfied if the spiritual master is displeased then krishna is displeased so we have to satisfy the bona fide spiritual master all right go to the next question by bhakta virendra third question of bhakta virendra okay last why do pure devotees don't don't call themselves as pure but practicing devotees or sadhak is it because of their humility and servitude towards supreme lord yes i think uh, there is a verse like that right in the chaitanya charitamrutam um um i'm just trying to remember Mm. 
anyway i can't get out the verse exactly there's a verse like that the the characteristic of a pure devotee is that he will always think he is the most fallen that's a characteristic of course that is because of his humility <coughs> you know humility is the basis of character so the meek and humble inherit the kingdom of god even bible says that so it's true trinada pisuni chena see so we have to become humble all right next question by bhakti rajanya <coughs> what about a devotee's funeral for karmis his or her children will do the related puja and burn the dead body sometimes for the devotees also i mean the children only do relatives but the devotees will you know uh, do kirtan and all that that's how they do but if he has a son you know then they have to do the the rites but then the kirtan will be going on for devotees if they have nobody else then devotees do everything for them next question ulen oinam who is hare krishna hare means radharani krishna means krishna radha krishna hare means the energy of god krishna means god so when you say hare krishna it, it includes everything krishna and his energy and why we are putting it together hare krishna because everything the energy of all the energy has to be employed in the service of krishna everything that exists is the energy of krishna and it has to be with krishna uh, you know ravana like people demons they want to enjoy the energy of the lord but devotees they say hare krishna so hare and krishna they want to see hare and krishna together the energy and krishna they want to see together radha and krishna together sita ram together lakshmi narayan together that's why not only money money is of course lakshmi everything energy radharani is the you know pinnacle of all energies of krishna but all energy is meant for the service of the lord so that is the meaning of hari krishna we are praying to the lord that instead of using everything for my service let me use it in your service everything let me serve you oh radha oh krishna let me serve you that is hari krishna next question it's a small question but it's the fourth question of bhakta virendra well <clears throat> it's a small question so it's a short answer so i can give it why did shri prabhupad call his temples as mini vaikunthas because they are embassy of of vaikuntha um, what is an embassy embassy is a mini version of a country in another country so in the embassy of a country when you go there then you are actually by legally you cannot be arrested by this country in which the embassy is situated suppose indian embassy in singapore for example if you go to indian embassy you are in india you cannot be arrested by the singapore uh, police or what when you are inside the indian embassy um so the laws of the land do not apply inside the embassy so similarly um the temple is a place Uh, where the laws of the material world do not apply everybody is happy my material place krishna material world krishna says dukhalayam ashashvatam 
but in the temple is full of sukhalayam and of course it is the embassy of the shashvata loka the sanatan dham which is vaikuntha of course here the body will have to perish but then because he, we are cultivating the business of the soul the soul will never perish whereas outside yes the souls of the karmis also will never perish but <clears throat> the activities that they are cultivating are based on the body it's all bodily activities and everything will come to an end so whatever their endeavors they are doing outside it will all come to an end but here whatever endeavor we are doing here will never come to an end will never be lost with death it will stay with us so the the nature of activities are eternal that we do in the temple are eternal and here it is not dukhalayam it is sukhalayam everybody is happy mm. that's why it is said uh, shrimad bhagavatam kanda 2 chapter 3 text 17 आयुर्हरति वैपुंसा उद्यन्नस्तम चयन्न सौ तस्ते यत्नोनीत उत्तम श्लोकवाया बोथ बै राइजिंग एंड बै सेटिंग द सन डिक्रीजेज द ड्यूरेशन ऑफ लाइफ ऑफ एवरी वन एक्सेप्ट वन हू यूटिलाइज द टाइम बै डिस्कसिंग टॉपिक्स ऑफ द ऑल गुड पर्सनलिटी ऑफ गॉट हिट विच इज द एक्टिविटी ऑफ द डिवोटी इन द टेम्पल एंड इट बिकम्स यू नो वेन वी हियर द एक्टिविटीज ऑफ द लॉर्ड वेन वी डिस्कस ऑल दीज थिंग्स एंड बिकम्स वेरी प्लेजरेबल विच मेक्स अवर लाइफ happy instead of miserable which is the case with the material world satam prasangan mama virya samvido bhavanti hritkarna rasayana kathah tajjoshanada swapavarga vartmani shraddharatir bhaktir anukramishyati in the association of pure devotees discussion of the pastimes and activities of the supreme personality of godhead is very pleasing and satisfying to the ear and the heart by cultivating such knowledge one gradually becomes advanced on the path of liberation and thereafter he is freed and his attraction becomes fixed then real devotion and devotional service begin so you see very pleasing and satisfying to the ear and the heart sukhalayam so the laws of the material world do not apply in the temple but just by being in the temple is a, is one thing but actually taking advantage of the association of devotees uh, that is that is the actual deal of coming to the temple All right. So, next. Question. Hmm. Very good. I always wanted to actually for the last two days I wanted to speak on the subject. Now the chance has come. But it's only 10 o'clock. Wow. Krishna. Okay next question popular topic nowadays especially among devotees yeah especially from iskon so bhaktin charu this is from actually our ig instagram we posted this and then bhaktin charu um has sent this question what is purushottam yoga significance and its origin how shall devotees practice their devotion in this month and are there any do's and don'ts prescribed in shastra for this holy month purushottam mas so we are in actually the purushottam mas so purushottam mas uh, means it is a adhika mas it is a 13th month of the year so this comes once in 3 uh, years about 2 to 3 years once so because the lunar year contains 354 days 
and the solar year contains 365 days so it's 10 days 11 days apart so every 3 years that 11 days separation is equal to 1 month 11 times 3 is about 33 32 33 days so that is a month so to adjust the lunar and the solar calendar again there is a adhikamas uh it's not about adjustments it's 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 a, it's a it's a month that is created you know with this difference so what is this um, adhikamas and what is this purushottam mas now <laughs> this is uh, iskon has made a big deal out of this this year before this year there was not much about the purushottam mas all the way and this year they made it like a big announcement and big some lecture you know some lectures are being given by devotees and what we should do in purushottam mas and this and that yes there are rules to be performed in purushottam mas it is the, the holiest month even it is said it is more holy than kartik month but now the thing is this shila <clears throat> prabhupad did not uh, emphasize so much on the purushottam mas why why so the thing is this because uh, by emphasizing the importance of the purushottam mas it indirectly i mean it's not implied but conditioned souls will take it in that way <coughs> that <coughs> okay this is purushottam mas i have to do all these things and then after purushottam mas they give up all these things but that is not the mood of the devotee so he doesn't want to create a, a a situation where devotees will you know increase the devotional service and then decrease the devotion he wants he said what is our movement kirtaniya sada harihi always chant whether it is purushottam mas whether it is uh, whether it is what um, most like in singapore we have a ghost month whether it is ghost mas or <laughs> bhut mas or whatever you call it or whether it is purushottam mas we should not um you know change our practice we should be always constant uh, <clears throat> so shri prabhupad said like this that uh, there is a nice uh, i don't know if i can take that out one second okay give me a moment okay i will uh, I actually shared this. Uh, it's taking longer than I expected. I will see if I can. Yeah, Vanajakshi Mataji is saying two point eight years once. Yeah, so I will just try to take it out. I don't know if I can take it out here. much easier if i would have been able to take out but
krishna okay never mind i can't take that thing out it's taking way too long i don't want to waste your time okay what prabhupada said is this there's a quote yeah it's a letter to jayapadaka swami in 1969 yeah so the question was what about damodar month what about kartikeya month you know what extra things we should do so shri prabhupada explained like this so basically he said that these things are to induce people who are not doing anything in krishna consciousness you know to induce them to do something okay oh the effect of kartik month you know is 10 times or you know <clears throat> or sometimes it's a purushottam mass whatever you do in purushottam mass the result is like multiplied so many lakhs of times you know so many thousands of times so in this way some enticements are you know uh, given and it is true now the thing is it is to induce those people who do nothing in krishna consciousness but it is like prabhupada said like when there is sometimes a store they open a special sale to induce new customers they will drop the prices they will offer big huge discounts and they will have this you know uh, limited sale so that is meant for those who do not really understand the value of the goods but who will anyway start becoming customer so but the one who knows the value of the goods he does not need a discount he will buy it anyway so a devotee who is actually following krishna consciousness he doesn't need all these enticements for him to take up when he is already doing every day so basically what is the thing you have to rise before sunrise you have to rise before brahma muhurta that devotee does every day so it is not that only in purushottam mass you have to do this and other mass you can sleep so what happens by why did shri prabhupad not emphasize this month over other months or something like that why because he did not want to by 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 promoting one month you are indirectly saying that it is okay that if the other months you are not so strict uh, because you will get the uh, 16 16 lakhs or 1.6 million times the you know uh, what is that effect of doing whatever you are doing in every time you will get that much effect in if you follow in this month they will say like this you know so this i mean some things are there like that but by saying all these things it will promote them to do only for a while and then after that give it up again that should not be the way ours is sanatan dharma not purushottam mas dharma or ek mas dharma no it is not one month dharma or one year dharma or 10 years dharma it is a sanatan dharma so kirtaniya sada harihi satatam kirtayanto mam not purushottam mase kirtayanto mam no every day whether it is purushottam mas whether we are in heaven whether we are in hell whether it is the most inauspicious time whether it is the most auspicious time doesn't matter shubha shubha parityagi yo mad bhakta samay samay priya you see this bhagavad gita um i think it is 12 15 or 17 ah you see 12 17 yo na harishyati nadveshti na shochati na kankshati shubha shubha parityagi bhakti manya same priya one who neither rejoices nor grieves nor who neither laments nor desires and who, who and who renounces both auspicious and inauspicious things such a devotee is very dear to me so whether it is rejecting means what that means whatever it is he is not deviating from his focus in life which is to become krishna conscious and that's why in the second chapter also it is said 38th verse 
सुखदुखे समय कृत्वा लाभालाभौ जया जयौ ततो युद्धाय युज्यस्व नैवं पापम अवाप्स्यसी डू दाउ फाइट फॉर द सेक ऑफ फाइटिंग विदाउट कंसिडरिंग हैप्पीनेस और डिस्ट्रेस लॉस और गेन विक्ट्री और डिफीट एंड बाय सो डूइंग यू शैल नेवर इनकर सिन ऑफकोर्स अर्जुनस ड्यूटी वॉज टू फाइट आवर ड्यूटी इज टू चैंट वी हैव टू चैंट वी हैव टू डू ऑल दिस थिंग्स दर आर गिवन टू अस बाय श्रील प्रभुपाद whether it is happiness or distress loss or gain victory or defeat auspiciousness or inauspiciousness everything in at in any point in life or in life or death we have to do the same thing in heaven or hell so that is the real deal so especially prabhupad promoted constant because nothing less than complete surrender to krishna that is what shri prabhupad promoted sometimes devotees think Oh, Shri Prabhupada did not speak much about the Purushottam Mass. Let me introduce something that is, you know, something more advanced than what Shri Prabhupada introduced. No, the reason why Shri Prabhupada did not talk about the glories of Purushottam Mass is not because oh he did not give us enough. No, is because he wanted us to surrender to Krishna more than anything else. Uh, by doing it, oh one even Kartik month he said like that. what to speak of purushottam mas kartik month when the question was about actually kartik month by jayapataka swami in 1969 in a letter what do the special things we have to do uh, special things we have to do on kartik month so roba said no for devotees every day is the same thing we have to do every day whatever we do whatever the people usually do in kartik month we have to do it every day all throughout the every month every day so you may induce new people to take up these things but not that do in this month you will get all these things by saying that you are just telling them that you only need to endure this for one month all these things you have to endure for one month after that you can relax again next month next year purushottam mass we can again start to follow again no on it will not it not come next, next year you know like 3 years once so we are indirectly saying that so shri prabhupad's movement is full surrender to krishna no matter the time and circumstance that's why he did not introduce principles which will compromise that like in uh, i am not saying that purushottam mass is not auspicious no it is auspicious it is definitely auspicious it is the most auspicious month there's no doubt about that one has to do chanting one has to give donations to krishna all this have to be done in the purushottam mass in fact but it should not be only in the purushottam mass if you have never done this before start doing in the purushottam mass now at least let let this be an impetus for you but then continue it don't stop it prabhupada also said when you stand when you chant hari krishna when you increase your rounds don't come down uh, suppose you are chanting two rounds and now you are increased to four rounds then after purushottam mass again two rounds that is not good our service to krishna should never decrease it should be increased or maintained constant uh, so our vows all should not change or should not decrease at least so that's why he did not promote one thing because just like in a in the bhaktira samrita sindhu rupaka swami says we have to worship ganesh before we worship krishna to remove all the obstacles in such service but shri prabhupada did not incorporate that was he against rupaka swami no he is against our men, our materialistic nonsense mentality that we will get into ganesh worship and then shiva worship and then murugan worship and then durga worship and then before we know we all the 33 million 330 million demigods are inside the altar and krishna is thrown out <laughs> to save us from that nonsense rubbish 
he said stop it you are not qualified to follow this instruction okay we for, we uh, uh, worship narsimhadev he is anyway the source of power for ganesh also let's worship narsimhadev so in our mind we are not diverted from anything but complete surrender to krishna because why why did shri prabhupada did not introduce this ganesh worship although rupa goswami said that in the nectar of devotion because of our defect so similarly purushottamas is definitely very holy yes no doubt but why didn't shri prabhupada introduce because of our defective mentality we will oh murushottamas okay this much this much benefit i will get okay okay i'll do in purushottamas rest of the time i'll sleep no he did not want this he wanted complete he preached nothing less than complete surrender to krishna and that's why he did not emphasize all these things constantly we have to be krishna conscious serious business it's not a one one month affair no it's sanatan dharma he wants us to go back to godhead these inducements you know for purushottamas that are given in the shastra it is to enable somebody who is not doing anything to at least do something and start somewhere and then continue keep on con- but people will not continue the problem is that they will think okay one month okay purushottamas finish that's the problem so what are the rules to be followed whatever rules we are supposed to follow every day follow those things what is that wake up before mangalarti do mangalarti chant hari krishna 16 rounds eat only krishna prasadam um, what is that uh, read prabhupada's books increase reading hmm? all these things that's it there's nothing more nothing new that we have to invent same things do it and take up the vow okay now i'll start purushottamas i will start and then do it even after purushottamas don't think that after purushottamas if you give up oh that's okay no it's not okay you have to maintain it that's the point all right go to the next question i actually wanted to speak on this for last 2 3 days i actually wanted to make a video only on this anyway it came out in the, as a question and answer so next wow there are still many um next okay this is a question uh question by michel buiten rust hetema i don't know if i'm spelling your uh, i don't know if i'm pronouncing your name correctly but forgive me for that question jay shri ram and krishna maybe a difficult question but it keeps coming up in my mind after my dear sister died what happens with the soul when one of the identical twins has passed away how does that atman how does that work atman wise so identical twins whether it's identical or not identical the two twins although they have come in this from the same womb at the same time almost at the same time they are two different individual souls all right so everybody is in their own journey in this in this material world in the material world birth after birth so 
So, yes, they have taken birth with two bodies, similar bodies in this world, but they are both individual souls, completely individual souls. They actually have no other relation because of this body. Now, they are sisters or brothers or twins. That is because of the body. The soul has nothing to do with the body. So, whether it's twin sister or just sister or brother or parents or enemies or friends, <clears throat> these relationships are based on the body. The Atma has nothing to do with these relationships. But in one way, we all are brothers and sisters. We are all one family because Krishna is our father. Krishna says, Sarvayoni Shukanteya Aham Bija Pradah Pita I am the seed giving father of everybody. So everyone, we are all one family because of that reason. That is a spiritual family. But material family, either today or after 10 years or after 20 years or after 100 years, we will have to die and pass on. We will lose this relationship, whether it's in, you know, very soon or after many, many years. It's not going to change. That's the truth of this material world. So that soul who has passed on, that soul will go into some other body. Unless he becomes, he or she becomes expert, I mean, fully, fully pure devotee, then the soul will go back to Krishna. But until then, he will have to, the soul has to transmigrate from body to body. So that is, that is, that's what happens. <clears throat> so of course, we have our affection, we have our emotions invested into that person and all these things. But in reality, nothing of that matters. Nothing of that actually matters. Because that person has gone and he, he, the soul has gone somewhere. It's not that the person is gone and is finished. No, that person is never finished. None of us are ever finished. We don't have birth, we don't have death. We pass on. We go into a next body, next body, next body. So that soul has accepted somebody else as sister or brother or whatever it is. He's already gone into another family, somewhere else. So that person does not remember anything of this. Unless, sometimes they end up as ghosts and then they remember and they cannot communicate. And then The only thing we can do for them is chant. Chant Hare Krishna. And that will be for their benefit. But, either case, that soul will cannot, we cannot have that com connection again. Okay. But, we don't have to worry so much. Because, the soul is not lost. It's like, now you are in here. You have accepted that particular person as your twin sister and particular people as your parents. Now, you had a set of parents, set of children, set of sisters and brothers in your previous life. And they might be missing you very, very dearly now. And you have no clue. You have, you are completely different and you've accepted somebody else as your sister and she has passed away. Your affection is for her totally. Maybe somebody else is similarly missing you in, the, in your previous life's family. Right? But you don't know anything about that. Similarly, you may be thinking so much about, you may be missing her very dearly, but that soul does not know anything about this. She, that soul has gone into another term of existence. So we have to understand this transient nature of relationships in this material world. It is like the passengers in a bus stop. In a bus stop, there will be many persons who will come. And then they are for some time, for a few minutes all together. But then one takes this bus, another takes this bus, another takes this bus, and everybody just scattered. They all go to their own different destinations. So, similarly, we are just like that, passengers in this, in this. I think that, that verse is there, right? Uh, just a second. 
11th canto i think 17th chapter or something okay i don't think i'm getting it right so anyway there is a verse like that ending in the 11th canto so it is just like that we are we are just in this together for a while only every relationship it go is going to end this way whether today or whether it's after you know many many years it's going to be the same story over and over again therefore an intelligent person will use this as an impetus oh life is so short okay let me make the best use of this life and become a devotee yeah this is the one 11 17 okay, 53 let me take down this question okay you see putra dharapta bandhunam sangamah pantha sangamah anudeham viyantyete svapno nidranugo yatha the association of children wife relatives and friends is just like a brief meeting of travelers with each change of body one is separated from all such associates just as one loses the objects one possesses in a dream when the dream is over when the dream is over finish you you want to go back to the dream you cannot <laughs> so um you whatever we create in this dream all these affections what we have is all within the dream that person has gone out of this dream and he has gone into a different dream now we cannot connect with him anymore or her anymore so that is the case it's it's always like that so we should learn how to rise above this we have to rise above this we have to understand that we are the soul and we are eternal man we servant of krishna if we want eternal relationships relationships that will never break we have to cultivate those relationships with krishna that relationship will never break like yashoda her son is krishna she will never lose her son whereas any mother would lose her son either by disagreement or by death will be lost but yashoda will never lose her son and radharani will never will never lose her lover rukmini will never lose her husband because eternal they are all eternal associates eternally with krishna so if we want eternal relationships then we have to establish our relationship with krishna chan hari krishna read prabhupada's books and become strong devotee now and then your sister also will be helped by you becoming a devotee uh. all our family members will become helped right that is there in the shrimad bhagavatam 7910 vipradvishadguna vidyutadaravindanabh padaravinda vimukha swapacham varishtam manye tadarpita mano vachane hitartha pranam punati sakulam natu bhurimanam if a brahmana has all the 12 of the brahmanical qualifications as they are stated in the book called sanat sujata but is not a devotee and is averse to the lotus feet of the lord he is certainly lower than a devotee who is a dog eater but who has dedicated everything mind words activities wealth and life to the supreme lord such a devotee is better than such a brahmana because the devotee can purify his whole family whereas the so called brahmana in a position of false prestige cannot purify even himself so by just by crying and all these things it is not going to work you have to purify her own whatever she is going through if she is going through something you know negative or something everything will be taken care of just by you becoming a devotee krishna will take care of all your family members whether they are in this world or previous world not only of this 
even in your previous lives families he will take care of this is stated in the bhagavatam you know hmm. i'll show you let's see because the question is like that right you see 7 10 18 shri bhagavan uvacha narsimhadev lord narsimha is telling his devotee prahlad maharaj what is that trih saptabhe pitapootah pitrbhi sahate nagha yat sadhosya kule jato bhavan vai kula pavanah the supreme personality of god had said my dear prahlad o most pure o great saintly person your father has been purified along with 21 forefathers in your family because you were born in this family the entire dynasty has been purified now purport you see prabhupada mentions very important things here the word trih saptabhi means seven multiplied by three if one's in one's family one can count back four or five generations to one's great grandfather or even one's great grandfather's father but since the lord mentions 21 forefathers this indicates that the benediction expands to other families also before the present family in which one has taken birth one must have been born in other families thus when a vaishnava takes birth in a family by the grace of the lord he purifies not only that family but also the families of his previous births so the only thing that you can do if you really love your sister become a devotee now become a strong devotee and chant hari krishna read prabhupada's books take krishna prasadam do mangala aarti and associate with devotees get initiated get preach krishna consciousness preach this to everybody else everybody needs to hear this everybody is suffering in this world so do that then that is the best way you serve not only your sister but yourself more importantly and serve everybody else and more important than anything else you serve the lord that's what matters <clears throat> all right Oh. we have still have <laughs> all of you are still very yeah and you just you still want to have questions okay next question by somebody called i think shashi shashi kumari question what should be the difference in age between husband and wife according to the vedic rule what's the age of wedding according to vedic civilization well anyway who is following firstly you know uh what should be the difference in age between husband and wife the general rule is that the husband should be older than the wife but many times nowadays we see the other way also and um what is the age of wedding according to vedic civilization well when actually for the girl for the boy he can marry any time usually when he's young in his prime but for the girl they said that she has to be married off um when she attains puberty that's the vedic rule now modern civilization will call that child marriage and you know put all kinds of words but then what happen what is happening now the girls are having sex with boys and they're getting pregnant and they're committing abortion and they're taking contraceptives all kinds of sinful life they're doing and they don't have a husband 
and then they into so many relationships even before they get into a, get to a husband you see in this way it's just like the lives are just very sinful and then they have to pay back for this all these things they have to pay back for so if the boy is trained right and the girl is trained right the boy training means in gurukul in spiritual life and the girl's training means how to be chaste she is taught by the mother how to be chaste wife to the husband so once she attains puberty and in the boys if there are many qualified boys like that and then they can be married off to the girls so that is the actual system ideally well now neither the boy nor the girl wants to follow anything so what to do next next question again by shashi kumari pristine time saints were so powerful i mean they had a high mantra power like they curse someone but now nowadays saints are not like that why because they have no tapasya they have no they no they don't practice any spiritual life what what kind of power they can get that's why they are like that so okay next question by adit adi i don't know how to pronounce your name adit question hari krishna prabhu dhanavad pranam dhanavad pranam all glories to shri prabhupad prabhu my question is why sri chaitanya mahaprabhu is worshiped and is decorated with fine colorful clothing and jewelry when he took up sanyas we also decorate him with hair while some of his descriptions in shastras were that he had clean shaven head so why is he not worshiped in the sanyas form so shri prabhupad actually was asked this question and he replied i think it was a letter and shri prabhupad said we worship him while he is in uh, grahastha that way anyway whether he takes sanyas or not uh, he is eternally full with all opulences so there's no nothing wrong in you know worshiping him with opulences and in fact although he is a devotee of krishna i mean he came in the mood of a devotee of krishna but he is krishna himself so we put tulsi on his leaves uh, tulsi leaves on his feet also so that is also shri prabhupad said we have to do that so we worship him like that so in his grahastha ashram he was having hair and all that he was having sankirtan like that so we worship him like that why is he not worshiped in sanyas form when well uh, we were asked to worship like this so we will worship like this if we were asked to worship him in sanyas form we will so the acharyas have given us how to worship him and they all worshiped him in you know with full opulence i mean with full colorful dressing and all that and long hair so we will do like that next question okay i think <clears throat> i'll just read out the question so bhakta ayappa hari krishna prabhu please accept my humble obeisances all glorious to shri prabhupada 
So the question is wearing cowpins is common to everyone or only for brahmacharis? No, everyone. Sometimes some occupations physically demanding, sometimes may not allow, may not uh, be comfortable. But um, I mean, before even Arjuna also he was a warrior. They also wear cowpin. No? Cowpin means the loin cloth. Cowpin. So wearing cowpin is common to everyone. Yeah, everybody should wear. That is a Vedic underwear. <laughs> Next question by Bhakta Ayapa. Ah. You see, you were not attentive. Okay, next question by Bhakta Ayapa. I made an elaborate answer on this. <laughs> you were not attentive. Okay. If you don't attend the class, that's what happens. Wait. Very long question, but... Okay, this is the question. So, many days ago, you have said you would give an explanation of this verse, of this verse in the CC. Suvarna varna hemango, varangas chandrangadi, sanyasakrachamashanto, nishtha shanti parayanaha. So, maybe the moderator can put a link to that part of the video in the previous Chaitanya Charitamrita session, I think. Okay, so what happened? So, this question was asked that. Um, the Vishnu Sahasranama, this uh, Suvarna Varno Hemango Varangas Chandranagadim, these two lines are there, but the second two lines are not there in the 79th verse of the Vishnu Sahasranama. So, how come you know, this verse is quoted like that in the Chaitanya Charitamrita? So, I did a little bit of research, and the very next session after that, AMAM session, I think in the Chaitanya Charitamrita or Bhagavad Gita class or something like that, I already mentioned that. The second two lines are from the 62nd verse of the Vishnu Sahasranam. I hope Ayapa is here and listening. Uh, it's in the 62nd verse of the Vishnu Sahasranam. The last two lines are this Sanyasakrachamashanto Nishtha Shanti Parayanaha. So the 79th verse, sorry, the first two lines of the verse are from the first two lines of the 79th verse. The second two lines are, are the second two lines of the 62nd verse of the Vishnu Sahasranam. Um, well, again, if I have to show my screen, and I think it's very late. I don't want to do that. So I think we'll refer back to that video where I actually explained it in great length. So you go back and see your Vishnu Sahasranam 62nd verse. The last two lines will be this. Sanyasukrit Shanto Nishtha Shanti Parayanaha. Okay. Next. Next question by Bhakta Ayapa. 
if we don't have deities of jagannath for doing rathayatra can we have mud oh sorry uh, i hope it's okay <laughs> i kick the camera <laughs> okay if we don't have deities of jagannath for doing rathayatra can we have mud or plaster of paris like deity for of jagannath and use once per year for rathayatra i heard mayapur chandra deity in shri prabhupada's room in mayapur is made up of ganga mud let's not change things around let's do it as we were taught having deity mayapur chandra deity is in the room but you know in usually on altar see there are deities of various kinds there are eight kinds of deities you know so clay is one of them sand is one of them painting is one of them stone is one of them metal is one of them but the more permanent forms of the deities are especially metal and stone so they have to be worshiped in the full way so um for rathayatra can we use that no i wouldn't i wouldn't say because it's not proper to not do all these things and in, in fact this plaster of paris you know when the cart is moving sometimes they can break you know how why we want to commit all these offenses we'll just do whatever is the proper you know uh way i mean daru brahma means daru brahma and just do like that like even the mayapur chandra you said the deity is made of ganga mud but then the deity is not taken on you know like big big yatras where there is so much movement and all that he is kept in a room so different worship for different kinds of deities see painting is also considered deity you see i'll show you 11 27:12 shrimad bhagavatam शैली दारुमयी लौही लेप्यालेख्या चैकती मनोमयी मणिमयी प्रतिमाष्ट विधास्मृता द डेटी फॉर्म इट इज द लॉर्ड हिमसेल्फ स्पीकिंग टू उद्धव कृष्ण द डेटी फॉर्म ऑफ द लॉर्ड इज सेट टू अपियर इन एट वैरायटीज स्टोन वुड मेटल अर्थ पेंट सैंड माइंड और ज्वेल्स सो सैंड डेटी वी कैन नॉट वर्शिप हिम विद अभिषेक एंड ऑल दैट सो डिफरेंट डेटीज they have to be worshiped differently so all right next question jayamayi jayamaji jayamaji uh one second जया माजी सो क्वेश्चन प्रभु वी नो दैट देर आर थ्री विष्णु महाविष्णु गर्भोदकषाय विष्णु एंड क्षीरोदकषाय विष्णु देन हू टेक्स द अवतार ऑन अर्थ सो यूजली इज द क्षीरोदकषाय विष्णु हू कम्स एज अवतार बट वैन कृष्णा कम्स द क्षीरोदकषाय विष्णु मर्जिस इन हिम एंड देन एवरी ऑल अवतार मिक्स आई मीन दे जॉइन विद कृष्णा एंड कम कृष्णा इज द अवतारी द सोर्स ऑफ ऑल द अवतार्स so otherwise all other avatars come from kshirodakshay vishnu so this is the actually there is one more question of bhaktin puja we did not answer so might as well answer that before we go further okay this one
फोर्थ क्वेश्चन ऑफ भक्तिन पूजा एंड सो द क्वेश्चन माय लास्ट क्वेश्चन इज अबाउट व्हाट अबाउट ड्रीम्स स्पिरिचुअली प्लीज स्टॉप यूजिंग द वर्ड स्पिरिचुअली बिकॉज ड्रीम्स आर नॉट स्पिरिचुअल according to scriptures you ask according to scriptures so the because i want to correct this terminology of yours because the dreams are not spiritual unless some dreams are you know but <coughs> like shri <coughs> prabhupad he dreamed of bhakti siddhant saraswati thakur calling him to take sanyas all these dream dreams related to guru and krishna they are spiritual but of course some people make up you know oh i had a dream of krishna and all that and then they eat meat or you know drink tea and coffee or they are offending all devotees so again so <laughs> how much our dreams are worth you know mentioning that's another thing but dreams of uh, especially these great acharyas there in fact chaitanya mahaprabhu he never slept his dreams are all ecstasy he is meditating on the pastimes of radha and krishna so <clears throat> so anyway i think your question is not about such kind of dreams so they are not spiritual dreams they are just dreams so according to scriptures what about dreams okay according to human neurology the dreams come due to activation synthesis hypnosis they are electric merely brain impulse that pull random thoughts in imaginary form our memory according to science one person dreams come true what is spirituality says about it what is spirituality says about it see the word spirituality <coughs> is means pertaining to the spirit the soul mm. so in our case scriptures what do the scriptures say about it so next time ask like that what do the scriptures vedic scriptures say about it okay. according to science this is the current what is it spiritually why dreams come true sometimes when we see someone as our family members and relatives in dreams and next day we knows that those are sick or sometime the person who died person those died already comes in dreams is it illusion or something spiritually kindly clarify okay you use the word spiritually many times so it's not spiritual so anyway dreams this activation synthesis hypnosis or nonsense so dreams are basically the mind actually there is a there is some verses about dreams you know why they happen is actually so basically you see what happens in a dream i just want to take out that verse um sometimes of course the lord he tells something to the devotees in dreams that's another thing 
this is another context but give me a couple of minutes okay this is the thing 42964 okay let's read 63 and you see this all these verses are about dreams Four dot twenty-nine dot sixty. Okay, Narada Vacha. Okay, I'll, I'll not read the Sanskrit. You see the English. The great sage Narada continued: the living entity acts in a gross body in this life. This body is forced to act by the subtle body, composed of mind, intelligence, and ego. After the gross body is lost, the subtle body is still there to enjoy or suffer. Thus, there is no change in the subtle body. So the when we when we so-called die, the soul along with the subtle body will go to the next gross body. So the subtle body, the mind, intelligence and false ego is always the same. The same mind is going to in, through all these different bodies. <clears throat> so why this is important? Because the next uh, 4.29.61 The living entity while dreaming gives up the actual living body. Through the activities of his mind and intelligence he acts in another body either as a god or a dog. After giving up this gross body, the living entity enters either an animal body or a demigod's body on this planet or on another planet. He thus enjoys the results of the actions of his past life. So sometimes our body, this, this body is also like a dream. It will only last a few years and our dreams will last a few seconds. Now, when we are sleeping, when we are dreaming, the activities of the mind and intelligence, we act as if we are somewhere else. With our subtle body, we have gone somewhere else. Sometimes we have a different kind of body in our subtle Sometimes we may imagine we are flying or falling from somewhere or you know we are happy or we are in a war kind of situation. I have gotten all these things, that's why I am saying. So, <laughs> so, why? So that means these are actually impressions of our past lives. Something which we have experienced somewhere in the remote past. And the bubble, you know, just like a bubble sometimes rises all the way to the top. So like that, these, these memories bubble up and then they, they sometimes appear. And then next, 4.29.62. The living entity labors under the bodily concept of I am this, I am that. My duty is this and therefore I shall do it. These are all mental impressions and all these activities are temporary. Nonetheless, by the grace of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the living entity gets a chance to execute all his mental concoctions. Thus he gets another body. One can understand the mental or conscious position of a living entity by the activities of two kinds of senses. The knowledge acquiring senses and the executive senses. Similarly, by the mental condition or consciousness of a person, one can understand his position in the previous life. Sometimes we suddenly experience something that was never experienced in the present body by sight or hearing. Sometimes we see such things suddenly in dreams. So here Prabhupada explains, in dreams we sometimes see things that we have never experienced in the present body. Sometimes in dreams we think that we are flying in the sky although we have no experience of flying. This means that once in a previous life, either as a demigod or astronaut or a bird for that matter, we flew in the sky. The impression is there in the stockpile of the mind and it suddenly expresses itself. It is like fermentation taking place in the depths of water which sometimes manifests itself in bubbles on the water's surface. Sometimes we dream of coming to a place we have never known or experienced in this lifetime. But this is a proof that in a past life we experienced this. 
the impression is kept within the mind and sometimes becomes manifest either in dream or in thought that's why we have sometimes deja vu you know we, we think hey i experienced this before what i'm seeing now i have seen this before so these are all things from the past you know it just coincides and plays with our memory so the conclusion is that the mind is the storehouse of various thoughts and experiences undergone during our past lives thus there is a chain of continuation from one life to another from previous lives to this life and from this life to future lives this is also sometimes proved by saying that man that a man is a born poet a born scientist or a born devotee if okay then then it goes to another thing anyway it said here if like maharaj ambarish we think of krishna constantly in this life savai mana krishna padaravinda yo we will certainly be transferred to the kingdom of god at the time of death so that's another thing so this is dreams basically so therefore my dear king the living entity who has a subtle mental covering develops all kinds of thoughts and images because of his previous body take this from me as certain there is no possibility of concocting anything mentally without having perceived it in the previous body see <coughs> so this electric current hypno- hypnosis what what electric what, what nonsense complete rubbish they don't know how to explain things and it doesn't even sound logical if you put electricity you will get some memory and then you will experience you will have fear you will have uh, you know happiness or sadness you, because in the dream you will feel all these things right you will have real feelings although the things that are happening in the dream is not real but the feelings are real hmm. so so that is the thing so it cannot happen with just an electric current hmm. you will get just a shock and then you will be that's an electric current it's complete rubbish explanation this is the actual explanation how how it happens this is much more logical that's why we have to stick with our vedas then we will understand everything all right i think we have come to the end so just before we close i want to show this letter about kartik so ashila <clears throat> prabhupad said you know about this kartik month even kartik month he did not give that much importance although nowadays it's a big thing but uh, actually we have to do this every day hmm. of course we sing we sing the special song that is introduced by shri prabhupad but otherwise otherwise what we should do what we should not do in this month no the same thing what you should do in all parts of your life all the time shri <coughs> prabhupad explains very nicely in this letter to jayapataka about the kartik month you have asked about the specialness of the month of kartikeya and the answer is that it is a special induce inducement for persons who are not in krishna consciousness to perform some devotional service for persons who are doing nothing in krishna consciousness it is an indirect inducement to take to devotional service in earnest seriousness every moment is kartikeya in this connection there is a good example that sometimes a store gives special concession to attract new customers but for those who already who are who are already customers there is no need of a special sale they will purchase at any cost if they know the important value of the goods similarly those who are pure devotees do not aspire for any concession and out of spontaneous love try to engage themselves in devotional service 24 hours each day 365 days every year without any stoppage oh we still have question okay by ayappa
I think you are asking how many questions, four questions already is it? Next question. Uh, Hare Krishna Prabhu, today's youth is completely focused to work hard and have do call attractive body. What is that? They focus to work hard to have a so called attractive body by some physical exercise. Is it in the mode of passion? Yeah, of course. Anything in the mode of, I mean, what is the use of this? I mean, we have to keep it fit to engage in Krishna's service, but to be physically attractive means attracting the opposite sex. So, as uh, Prahlad Prabhu once said, you know, this is called building the physique, right? So he said, first physics, then chemistry between the boy and the girl, and after that biology, sex and actually children will come out. So chemi physics, chemistry, biology. So all science lesson is there in that. <laughs> first you build the physique, and then have the chemistry with some girl, and then have biology with her. That's what happens. Oh, what is this? Oh, Bhakta Jeremy from Montreal asked me to do, is it okay to lift weight and do such things? Better not, because you will be unnecessarily getting into all this bodily concept. If you want exercise, walk, you know, do walking. Simple things, you know. So, too much with the body, then we will waste time, you know. We can see, there is not enough time in this, uh, in this life. Mm. And we have to use that time in Krishna consciousness. So, Prabhupada also, yes, he, he did exercise, but what exercise? Walking. You take a brisk walk and that should be enough, you know, mostly should be enough. So we don't need to overly do, you know, physically, be physically attractive and all these things. <clears throat> if you want to do exercise, do a lot of physical activity. How? Do a lot of service in the temple. Go out book distribution in the day, you know, increase stamina. Uh, that way you can do. Or you dance nicely in Kirtan. Dance nicely in the Kirtan. That is also exercise. You know, cardio. If you want cardio, dance in the Kirtan. <laughs> Automatic cardio you will have. So, our uh, our Bhakti Yoga system is having full, you know, full, uh, everything is included in this. So, when you dance in the Kirtan, when you, uh, you know, go out for book distribution and do a lot of service in the temple, wash the pots, that is an exercise. Workout. If you want big, big workouts, do exercise. There's so much service in the temple to do, right? So do all this service and walk nicely, walk chanting, uh, all this exercise. So we'll just do this and you know, that should be okay. Alright. Thank you very much for <laughs> keeping up with me in all these sessions. Alright. Thank you to all the devotees. Shila Prabhupada ki jai, Ananta Koti Vaishnava Vrind ki jai, Bhagavad Gita ki jai, Granthrashramad Bhagavatam ki jai, Chaitanya Charitamrata ki jai, Shri Sri Radha Madan Mohan ki jai, Nitai Gaur Primanande Hari Hari Bol, Hare Krishna.